Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into episode 53 of The Scope. We're a little bit earlier today because we're off for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And uh, yeah, happy uh, happy holiday to all the, uh, I guess everyone celebrates it. And I just wanted to say, keep moving towards that dream, everybody. Um, yeah, the world's getting better. We're getting better. And uh, let's keep it going. Buff, how are you doing, man? I am well. Enjoying much needed off day from work. Got a massage today, hit the gym, and now we're here for the show, so I'm ready to go. You got a, you got a massage? Yeah. Deep Whoa. tissue, though. It, it's painful, man. It's oh, not, so it's not that like... nice massage stuff. It's digging to your muscles, and you are in pain the whole time. Massage. <laughs> yeah? So. Hmm. I can't do massages, dude. Like, not even, not even, nope, nobody. How come? I just hate when people touch me. I, really? Like, yeah, I don't like other people's hands on my back and stuff, and oh man it just it just doesn't work for me i feel it's like necessary especially you like lifting weights and stuff it's like so i hit the chiropractor every two weeks and then i go to a deep tissue massage once a month so it keeps me uh very functional which is good much needed yeah oh one thing that i can do that does help me you're you're right on that um the uh have you seen those percussion guns like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i I got one one of I got one of those and my wife uses that on me when I get tight and stuff and I can handle that. It's just those like, it's like the hands grab. I don't know. Nope. No, thanks. But the percussion <laughs> gun I'm, I'm good with. I don't know. I'm weird. I'm weird. Yeah. That, that, I have one of those too. They're awesome. Especially you can like, you can hit them on yourself, like in your chest legs. And sometimes I'll just like get it on my back at a really awkward angle, but it works. <laughs> Yeah. Well, most of my injuries now that I'm 35 that require the use of that gun are from sleeping. So like I just wake up injured and tight and then have to use that thing to like beat the crap out of myself and then I'm good to go. <laughs> but yeah, how was the how was the game and I saw you hitting the DMZ still? Is it is it getting old yet? Or are you still just loving it or is it Oh, I'm still having a blast, dude. I'm like a drug addict. I can't stop playing it. <laughs> nice. It's great. We hit some building twenty one, I think Friday a little bit had some pretty wild raids and then just been going into Almazra. I'm still like on my same, uh, my same tasks though. Cause we've just been like, we go in and I'm like, okay, I need to find game consoles. And we just end up hunting players <laughs> like every time, but it's a lot of fun. I'm having, a, I'm having a good time with it. That's good. It's, it's been a weird deal. Well, I guess battlefield got like a tiny bit of announcement today, but just for the AAA shooters, it's been radio silence for, for a lot of the i mean since the holiday and i figured we'd hear something by now we're you know halfway through january so we start hearing stuff about new content and stuff for for both mm-hmm. games and uh uh the little battlefield update that came out was just minor bug fixes and stuff and a lot of people thought it would be the class system for the specialists and that didn't even happen so it wasn't that so it's just like i'm really feeling the content in multi like the lack of content in multiplayer uh in modern warfare too. still been playing that because that's where most of my friends are we just have a really good time in the evening still playing s and d but I, I was gonna tell you i don't know if you saw my tweet i, I did, reached yeah. <laughs> guys i reached the very pinnacle of skill-based matchmaking okay i reached the tippity top to the point where infinity ward in 6v6 game modes is putting my squad of four against eight other players if you're uh if you're listening on a podcast shout out we love you absolutely love you numbers have been awesome over there but i'm sorry you can't see this uh but on the screen you guys can see 
I flew a drone up because I mean, and look at the determined look on my face. Like, look where I'm at right now. I am locked in trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So um, confused. <laughs> yeah, like it was weird. Like when you would look at the when you look at the scoreboard when you hit tab and look at the scoreboard, it would show uh, four out of six for our team and eight out of six for their team. And then I flew <laughs> I flew the drone up, and you can for sure count eight other players on the other team. So it literally put us in a four v eight in search and destroy. And awesome, awesome. And, and the kicker is, we almost won. It, we we lost five to six. We lost the last round. We almost did it. Um, we almost did it. But yeah, you can see the eight players on the screen when I flew the drone up because I was, I didn't know what was going on, and it legit was eight v six. Yeah, that's what that's wild. That's <laughs> I wonder. I'm curious if that's gonna end up happening again or if it was just like some really weird thing, but it definitely seems like you guys are just winning too much. I don't know. <laughs> I guess, I guess we're just we're just too good and it has to do something to get us get us back down. I'm really trying to get to that 3.0 win loss ratio in S and D is what I was going for. But man, whoo, that was a rough one. It was kind of funny. Uh pretty wild. But yeah. Um, so today, I mean, there's not a lot of stuff for the AAA games that we usually talk about. Um, I'm sure throughout the show, we'll kind of sprinkle in how we've been doing with COD and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to do the show today. I want to have a damn day, man. I'm excited to be here talking about stuff, hanging out with you guys. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys uh, all for being here. And podcast listener, just keep re-downloading it. You're doing great. You're doing a good job. <laughs> so um, many downloads. Oh, the other thing... The other thing I was going to talk to you about, did you see Donut Operator's tweet about YouTube um, where if you load a 30 mm -hmm. round, oh, this is going to, this is going to get you. Oh, no. Um, get me all crazy already. Yeah, we'll, we'll get controversial and canceled already. Why not? Who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, so about YouTube, I know we talked about it quite a bit from time to time about the weird rules and stuff. So this is from Donut Operator. It's a tweet that he put out. Uh, just a heads up to firearm YouTubers. It is now against community guidelines, meaning you will get a strike to insert a 30 round magazine into a gun. YouTube considers that a weapon modification. I am not joking. So he said, uh, you okay. also get a strike cool. for screwing on a suppressor. Fully automatic fire will not get you a strike, but will absolutely get you demonetized. You can fire a gun with a 30 round mag in it. You just cannot show yourself inserting the mag. So... That YouTube makes sense. Turning into, is it turning into Twitch or something, man? Are we going to have a bunch <laughs> of like deer people modding this stuff I, in hot tub streams? Like, I don't know. What's going on? Even in know. states where it's illegal, like what is that? You can shoot it a 30 round mag, but you can't load one. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite part. Pretty if it's, stupid, dude. If it's, if it's already in the gun, you're good. But if you put it in the gun, that's bad, which is, which is crazy. Um, so <laughs> this is my response. What if I put my 10 round mag in my 458 SOCOM? It's the same size, shape, and everything as a 30 round 223 mag, but it only holds 10 458 rounds. So is it a 10 round mag or is it a 30 round mag? Yeah. Well, and then clearly if, a 10 round mag if you're loading it with SOCOM rounds. Yeah. So. Just, just tell everybody that it's a 10 round mag. Mm -hmm. Even, the, yeah. So that's, you can actually use 30 round 223 mags with SOCOM. It just holds 10. It's pretty cool. Um, and then in all seriousness, I said, I wish there was a knowledgeable person at YouTube who could curate content to promote safe and responsible use of firearms. I really do wish that because if they had somebody, it would be so awesome. And I know this would never happen just in the political climate that we're in, which I, I don't want to get into politics at all. This is just a 
this 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 isn't even that this is this is just like common sense stuff to me i wish if people are posting content about firearms on a public place i feel like it's youtube's responsibility to have someone on staff that's knowledgeable in these things and i wish i wish they would use it as a platform to to spread gun safety and responsibility if somebody's doing something unsafe, if someone's being crazy with their muzzle and, and sweeping people with it, or people don't have it on safety, or if they're talking about their gun without ear protection and stuff and don't have the don't have the chamber open so you can see it's empty, definitely yeah. get that crap off there. But I think YouTube is in a unique place that they could really just promote being safe and responsible around firearms, which is what we really need it's people to know about them right. and how to be safe and no, not be right. idiots yeah you're right there's a, there's a lot of these channels out there that even though some of them like do things add some comedy to them like it's a knowledge repository for these types of things and it's teaching you gun safety and they're always promoting gun safety different courses you can take and all this stuff like i'm just thinking like grand thumb off the top of my head uh brandon O'Hara, all these guys plug all the different training courses and, and stuff you can do and, and sign up for always going through all that and they practice gun safety on on their videos and then i'm just thinking i know we don't want to go here i'm just going to say this really quick is then i'm thinking of like you look at any politics like look at that kyle rittenhouse trial the 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 prosecutor was flagging everybody in in the courtroom with the muzzle you get politicians up there flagging everybody with the muzzle not knowing what they're doing fingers on the trigger like you can't if you're if you're not going to follow gun safety and don't respect the firearm then you have no business preaching about it and telling me what to do it's just ridiculous so we live in like a our society is just stupid honestly you well, can't it, fix stupid and apparently you know youtube this is just another sign of the times and just a bunch of ignorant people following ignorant laws and ignorance not a derogatory word it's they they lack the knowledge and that's exactly what it yeah, is correct. and even even if you if you don't like firearms and think certain ones should be banned that's your 100% right to your opinion i would just mm-hmm. ask that you educate yourself it's uh, the same it, thing it, with like the the steroid controversy right you look at a lot of professional athletes with steroids there's a way to do steroids safe there's a way to abuse them but they won't allow the government will not allow the study of steroids because all the opinion is it's bad it's bad but everyone bodybuilders everybody else every professional athlete is doing steroids on some level but no it's bad we can't do any research on it whatsoever it's bad that's the only thing that they know and that's the only information they regurgitate when there's they they don't know anything about steroids they don't know about different esters anything like that so i feel like you shouldn't be allowed to make laws about anything unless you know everything about it and and you've had hands-on experience with things yeah and it goes it's the same with youtube if you want to make make rules against firearms on your on your platform that's that's fine it's your platform like do what you want with it however stuff like this just makes you look silly that Mm -hmm. that you don't you don't know what you're talking about and it would just be my dream that youtube would be a place to show firearms responsibly safely how to use them, how that they're not a toy. They're not something you ever, ever, ever even get close to pointing at a human. And that I just wish, I just wish it would be like that. But anyway, (laughs) I didn't scroll through Twitter for a little bit. And I think it's a pretty good indication as to where our society is. We got, we got (laughs) pretty far. 
yeah we got pretty far down down that rabbit hole but like i i don't know i just thought it was at the end of the day it's kind of funny that they consider inserting a magazine that's made for the firearm um they consider that altering it or modifying it <laughs> there's really no other way to use it um so why, why not yeah fun we're getting banned guys if this is our last episode i uh, appreciate you so much for being here we really appreciate it and i had a lot of fun <laughs> so should we should we talk about this this is something that buffs wanted to do for a little while um that i think we're gonna do we are gonna do we're gonna try to get into the weeds about the next battlefield game and don't don't get mad because i know what you're thinking out there uh, for those of you who've watched the program We've talked about it before. We've said we've said the recipe is, is pretty simple for, for what we want the next battlefield to be. It's pretty obvious. But that was kind of at an aerial view, an overall view of where the game should be. Um, Buff and I today want to talk about into the weeds where we want to go with battlefield. And we want to talk about um, down to weapons, down to customization, down to maps, down to modes, um, setting, and, and everything. Because... I think we're I think we're gonna have some good discussion um, about I think this. So too. Uh, and I would love to hear from you guys. Again, that's why chat's on the screen so you guys can talk. People that watch it later, excuse me, see what you say. I don't know why I drink a carbonated beverage while I'm trying to talk to people. It's the <laughs> dumbest thing ever. But we're here. Um, so yeah, we're. I, I will let you kick it off um, with kind of what you think. I think I think you'll get us started pretty well. Um, and I I do I do have your trailer pulled up. Um, I don't know about the audio. I don't know how I can play the audio, though. That's okay. Uh, I can just encourage people to go listen you could, to it at some you point. You could sing it if you wanted. <laughs> you guys want a, a buff uh, vocalization? Can we could. Have a little concert here instead. Um, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time. And I feel like every show, we talk about 2042, where it is, and what they need to do right, etc., so the trailer for right now, Battlefield 3 Armored Kill was one of the DLCs with that. This is back when you had the premium program. So you would have to pay. Um, it was like you pay for the game, which was like 50 or $60. And then you'd pay for premium, which was an additional 40 to 60. I can't remember without my head, but you got guaranteed DLCs, guaranteed weapons. And the, this was the Armored Kill. So we had, I think it was four maps. Each DLC with the premium came with four maps. You had four to five weapons, different vehicles, and things like that. And Armored Kill um, was amazing because it added, like, the AC-130. You had different jets, different weapons, four new maps, which were just awesome. And then this one here is the gameplay trailer. And then if you guys go watch just the trailer in general, like, they always did such a good. Battlefield does always such a great job with the trailers and setting things up. We even see that with 2042. The difference is here is that the trailers that you're seeing for Battlefield 3 throughout all the dlcs um the gameplay reflects that and they're they're showing a lot of the the gameplay and the crazy things you've seen in the trailer is stuff that happens pretty much every single time you play the game so from my perspective um we've talked about a battlefield 3 is my favorite battlefield i really enjoy bad company 2 also um that's where I, we did a lot of clan battles back in the day we were number we were top 10 ranked for two seasons on gamebattles.com for the PlayStation. I think we were as high we were as high as number 2. We never made it number 1, but we competed in Bad Company 2 for so long. Battlefield 3 I sunk so many hours into and then I really enjoyed Battlefield 4 for a lot of years also. Um but Battlefield 3 
definitely has a special place in my heart. And the gameplay you're seeing here in this trailer, like this is stuff, this would just happen every game. I mean, a lot of, it's not like they're setting up crazy things here. This is stuff that would happen. And you could spawn into the AC-130. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and the other players, like you had to work as a team. So this is, in my mind, peak Battlefield. And we'll get into the weeds here about what we think, you know, Battlefield yeah. 7 probably will need. But this is so, this is my interpretation of, like, perfection, for sure. So So let's... Yeah, let's start at the top with where you were on that. You hit mm -hmm. the first thing was on maps, on this being a DLC trailer, on the amount of right. maps. And right. that that is singly my biggest fear with Battlefield mm -hmm. is that from now on, the norm is going to be four maps for the entire game. And I'm yeah. not okay with that. And I know that you can get into the discussion of premium versus live service. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit at this point if we pay for it, if it's free. The thing that upsets me the most is... Mm -hmm. There's nothing saying that live service has to be four maps. And, right. and, and the way they promoted it when Battlefield 5 went that way was the maps are all going to be free. They didn't, see, they didn't say there's going to be way less maps. So the people that mm -hmm. were excited about a lot of people are like, see, we told you premium was good. I don't think you can go there because when you say that we're going to a free live service game, there's nothing that implicitly states there's going to be way less map. There's, there's nothing right. saying we couldn't have four seasons with four maps. And it'd mm -hmm. be free. That right. that would be ideal. Maybe that's not possible in today's climate, but we just need more maps. And the way other successful games, their release cadence with these large studios, and I would definitely consider DICE a AAA studio, especially yep. when they have the support of DICE LA, which changed their name, um, Criterion, and the other studios that support DICE. They're, that's a AAA studio. They need to get with the times in keeping mm -hmm. up these cadences of post-launch content because people, and um, admittedly, I've gotten that way too, have a little bit of a shorter attention span. So I'm going to approach this conversation from how can we make the game successful? Within that is going to be fun. Like it's going to be something I want to play. Right. But but I also want it to be successful because I want to see the the world needs a good Battlefield game. Yeah. COD can be great. Halo can make a comeback with Forge. Like all that stuff's fine, but <laughs> everything is better when we have a Battlefield game we can all go hang out and play together. Um, and, and this one here, this was this was peak Battlefield versus Call of Duty times too. Like Battlefield 3 came out, I think it was like a few weeks apart from Modern Warfare 3. So the rivalry was huge at this point. And Battlefield 3 was a big deal cuz the game before this was Bad Company 2, and then they jumped to the 3 title, which was, okay, it's Battlefield 2, direct continuation from Battlefield 2, which was, you know, I, an iconic game. And so this was, I mean, this was back when DICE was right up there. They never outsold or anything like that, but in my opinion, these old Battlefield games were always better than anything Call of Duty was putting out. In the past six, seven years, it's been the complete opposite. Yep. So essentially, let's say we got to have maps. We got to have four maps. Um, Minimum per, <laughs> per, per like DLC. season. Yeah, yeah per DLC, to. even more. The, the amount of like, yeah, it's just crazy how much farther it's fallen. I don't think we need to mess around with 128 players. People have different opinions on that. If it makes the game run the way 2042 so. did, we don't need it. What we need and is these, to focus. These, yeah, these maps here, this... um. This desert map that you're seeing in the trailer at the time was the one of the it was the biggest map in Battlefield history at the time it came out. And this was Battlefield 3 on on consoles was only uh 12 v 12, I wanna say. Maybe it maybe it was 24 v 24. I can't remember. But 
uh it was scaled up even more i believe on pc for 64 v 64 but i mean this regardless on console ps3 it was a huge map and it never felt like there wasn't any combat you were always in the thick of it that also has to do with the where the objectives are placed and things like that and i think that's one issue that we see or we saw with 2042 is like the objectives and things like that are in odd spots so it's really making the fighting almost few and far between whereas these you were always in the action it felt like Yep. And and with the maps, what I like about the setting that 2042 had, like the potential that was there, mm-hmm. is that there are a lot of different places. I'm seeing right now with Modern Warfare 2, um, playing the playing the, the multiplayer, I'm uh, it's stale as shit with the map maps wise because mm-hmm. now I've I've said this before, so I'm not gonna talk about it a ton, but a lot of the maps are just cross section cut cutouts of Al Mazra, right. so they're all the same setting. So I want these maps, and I loved how they did the themes. The last one I remember getting super hyped about the DLC was Battlefield 1. Mm-hmm. So when they had those themed DLCs with those different places, and each DLC kind of took you into a different place, and that's kind of yes. what we thought was going to happen yes. with 2042, where they set up the lore. It yep. didn't at all. So, <laughs> like, not even no, close. There was the, but, no lore took place. <laughs> but that that's such a cool thing for, for a near-future setting, which is where I would like it to be. I'm saying pretty mm-hmm. near-future. Um right. Um, and where the, kind of where they went, um, it gives them the flexibility to do that. And, and mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that was cool that came with 2042, in the beginning at least, was what they did with some of the lore. And it would be really cool to lean into that yeah. and, and put that in the DLCs and keep us moving through this conflict of the world. And, you know, four different mm-hmm. maps from this area that are this conflict. And then the in-game events that they did across four maps would be really cool like they could use the in-game events to showcase the map packs and it would be it would be perfect and then so the other thing while we're talking about maps is and i don't i also don't want to be naive to the fact that the player base has changed we've all changed since then and the novelty of a multiplayer online shooter has wore off a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I, like I've said before, back then it's like, oh, I'm playing with somebody across the internet. This is crazy, and that was that's that's cool. Like that's where we were. Yeah. Now we kind of need more, and I feel like games have their their calling card. Like games, mm-hmm. successful games have their thing. Um, yep. Rainbow Six Siege has the complexity and the operators. Tarkov has like the super hardcore, realistic aspects and the details. Um, Call of Duty has the accessible gameplay and mechanics and stuff like that apex legends has all that stuff going on like all these shooters have their thing battlefields is the destruction Mm -hmm. and they need more of that in the maps that's the that's one of the novelty things that's like one of the cool parts about battlefield that i think they got away from this the destruction in 2042 was like you could tell where it was like there were pre-made little panels that made the buildings up and you could blow a hole in that and that that's like that's like it. You could tell there was a lot going on behind the scenes trying to get that game to just run. So I would hope that they could downsize stuff and get that destruction up and really lay into that because that's one of the immersive details about Battlefield that it has above other multiplayer shooters that could make it really, really cool. If the maps could change a lot, um, that adds to replayability and just more and more of that um, destruction that was kind of its thing. Right. That's like that makes that's one of the things that makes it Battlefield. Yeah, and Battlefield Three Destruction, like I, I would agree with you. It's like the all-out warfare, which they tried to sell us on in twenty forty-two, and just wasn't wasn't it. Like all-out warfare, that's what you're seeing in this trailer. Like, 
I remember after I played Battlefield 1 for a few months and I got like kind of bored and I went back to Battlefield 4 and I got on uh, Golmon Railroad or Railway, whatever that map is. And I'm like running through the field up to the A and B flags from the train tracks. And there's a there's tanks firing off and the buildings are exploding. There's a there's attack helicopters coming through. There's an A10 coming down, dropping J dams, and it's just like explosions everywhere. And I'm just and I just remember after coming after like six months of Battlefield One, I'm like walking through this field and I just stopped and all this stuff's happening in front of me. And I was just like, holy, you know, this is crazy. Like this is this is what Battlefield is. Like I've been in Battlefield One, which I enjoyed it for a few months, but then you come I came back to Battlefield Four and was just like, wow. Like I I forgot how great this was. And that's what you're seeing in the trailer. So like the all-out warfare, like that is a staple of Battlefield, but not how they sold it. And really not how we've seen in the past few games. I can't really comment on Battlefield 5 because I didn't play it, but definitely not what it was in Battlefield 2042. But like you said, the destruction, and I, th I think everyone's always talking about Bad Company 2 destruction, which was really good, but I don't think it ever needs to go that far again. I think Battlefield 3 had the perfect level of destruction because i mean you can see all those buildings like you can level them just about completely there would be like some skeletons of some buildings left other ones you could level completely so it wasn't to the to the same standard of destruction as bad company 2 but it was pretty darn close and they scaled up all the maps to the engine everything and it looked great but i mean in this dlc specifically like you have freaking ac-130s with three men crews on it, uh, you had to deploy. Like, it was just nuts. It was so much fun. So, yeah, I I, I agree. I think that we need to really go back to to the what all-out warfare. You know, I'm going to use that in quotes because they really kind of abused that term going into 2042. But they need to actually go back to what it was. And that's what the Battlefield feeling was. And you, you mentioned um, it needs to be a fun game, right? And I remember I would hop on Battlefield 3. I don't think I've ever had any any more fun in my life playing a game than I did Battlefield 3. You know, in college, just getting out of college, it'd be like Friday night, I'd hit the gym, come home, be talking to my buddies all day, and we'd jump on and just would game till like 4 a.m. Saturday morning and just go crazy in our custom servers. So for any new Battlefield players, you don't know what a custom server is because they don't have that anymore. They run a server program. We would run a server, have our own map rotation, edit our tech accounts, and we would have uh, games that would go up to like... I forgot the tick. I'm just gonna guess it was like five thousand tickets or something. So the like, like a game would last three hours, and it was just insanity. And we had an extremely popular server on Battlefield Three. It was so fun. So things like that. I mean, and that's where we get into the whole skill based matchmaking. You know, there was none of that with the Brenna server because as a as an admin, if somebody's hacking and I get messages from people in the servers with with um screenshots like i just ban that person from the server if there's enough evidence so uh, you know i think for this conversation we're going to go into a lot of things and then at the end we'll wrap it all up and crash will go through his ideal battlefield 7 and i'll go through mine but um right now we're just going to kind of do like our quick quick hitter topics and as far as what we've been discussing here is like destruction correct all-out warfare like you need to be in number playing and just yeah, number of maps. You know, you need to be playing and be like in awe of what's happening around you. One of those moments where you would just stop and be like, holy crap, like look at everything that's happening around me right now. And there was one map in this um in this DLC pack. I don't remember what it was called. It was like a very and this is where I think this is where there's it's 
a weird parallel between 2042 and what we would get back with this old dice of the 2011 time for Battlefield 3. There was a map which was like a large green open plain, right? Just like a flat open green field with windmills on it. And I think it's if you were to queue up the trailer crash uh, for that battle, like that was the gameplay trailer. I think if you queued up the actual trailer, it's featured in that. Um, and it's like this huge map, just open green plains. And uh, uh, like, which one? Uh, the Give battlefield. It was the armored kill trailer, not the not the gameplay one. Gotcha. So it should be the the second link I sent you. I'll, I think I'll get As the production team on it. <laughs> that's fine it, and right now we're seeing a little bit of battlefield 2 there really quick and that's i, I want to get into that discussion too but this one map that you'll see in the trailer just like a flat uh open plane with a lot of windmills there's a huge map and there was some buildings for different objectives but it's like largely open field and it was crazy combat and enough variety that you're not it's not 2042 open right there's enough there and you had AC-130s, helicopters, jets, everything. The flight ceiling was raised on that map um, also. So that was a map that I, I remember just iconically just having so much fun with because it was completely different from what we've seen, right? It was just basically a flat map, but it wasn't. There was so much there. And we see all the reworks for the maps for 2042. They're add, having to add cover and things like that. And yes, this is the this is the map. This was... I encourage everyone just I, I'll have to look up the map here in a, in a little bit, but I encourage everyone to get online and look at the armored kill maps and find that because if you look at the overview of that, it's it's so strange how amazingly that played compared to what we've seen with 2042. And then they they released those maps for 2042 and had to go back and rework them and they're still doing that. And you can see the gameplay. This is the, the gameplay on this field map here you're seeing mainly right now in the beginning. Like, that's the one I'm talking about. There, you can already see, like, fences, trees, little villages. Like, there's a lot of cover in there for what is a flat map, right? It's it's pretty crazy, the differences in the map variety and just the details and, game like, attention to how the flow of the map and the gameplay would play back then versus now. Completely different. Yep, and then uh, Baby Buck, thank you so much for the super chat. It has a really good point. I wanted to touch on this too while we're talking about maps. Um, he said, he think, I think it would be cool if Battlefield makes uh, books going deeper into lore, giving us a reason why we're fighting in these locations. I think like graphical novels or something like yeah. that that go along with the DLC would make it awesome and just add to the immersion. It would be really cool. Like, And they, yeah. they used to do that. I mean, for Battlefield 3 and I think even 4, they had like, maybe you don't necessarily need to do a book with they they had books but yeah i think a graphical novel would be better but there is a battlefield 3 book and i think there's a battlefield 4 book too yeah that'd be really cool for the people that there are there's a group of people that really likes the immersion and getting into it to play their games and stuff and it would be mm -hmm. awesome for that and it would give it it would give like a reason like a little bit of a reason and i i remember i remember talking about uh, this before 2042 launched and what we were hoping it was going to be. I, I thought some of the in-game events they they got a, they kind of tried to do, but I think they could do a lot more with them with like um, kind of Battlefield operations like there was in Battlefield mm -hmm. 1. Um, they, there's so much story-wise you could do with multiplayer with Battlefield if you had that lore behind yeah. it. Kind of like, mm -hmm. like Modern Warfare 2 is doing with raids. Uh, but just on a larger multiplayer scale, just a continuation of the story and have these modes and in-game events. They, 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 I mean, they did a poor job of it um, in 2042 with their in-game events, but it was similar. They had a little bit of a story, but the modes were just stuff that you could build in Portal, like 
there yeah. wasn't anything special about them. Um, so yeah, I just <clears throat> always thought they really could have done that. But I think I think that pretty much pretty much covers maps. We need a lot of them. We want them to be varied, and they need to have destruction. That I think that because mm-hmm. that's just kind of what sets Battlefield apart from everything else. Um, yeah, I it know. Needs to at least be along the lines of Battlefield Three destruction, because I mean, you can see in the background like that. That was really good level of destruction. Because yeah, because when I I I want to try to remain grounded because I get the nostalgia for the games too. I think. I think people, if you went back and played Battlefield 3, you would definitely respect it and have a really good time, but you, it would also feel a little bit dated. And I think for one sure. of the, I think there's a happy medium to where for 2042, uh, Dice and EA obviously chase trends way too hard, like mm-hmm. way too hard. But we, I think we also need to remain grounded and think that the, the player base has also changed, but we need a way to introduce the core awesomeness of Battlefield to those new players by by making changes and updating certain mechanics and, and maps and things like that to to yeah. to appeal somewhat to today's FPS audience but still be Battlefield at the core and kind of show people like how awesome it is. Exactly. And we've said it so many times like Battlefield just needs to be Battlefield and stop yeah. chasing the trends and stop trying to be Modern Warfare, stop trying to be Apex, stop trying to be uh, my favorite game, Fortnite. You know, no one's ever gonna beat my favorite game, Fortnite. But Battlefield, when Battlefield was Battlefield, man, that was something special. And they've just gotten. It's I don't know, I don't know what the reason is, but they've just. It seems like they've gotten so far away from what the core identity of the franchise used to be. Um, it just feels like they're very lost right now. So. Um. Yeah, just really quick, uh, Nicola says something for uh, competitive players to grind for. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit when we get to modes. I I have some things to say about that. Um, Me too, yeah. So do you want to just, since we kind of covered maps, do you want to get into the weeds a little bit with weapons? Um, Yeah, I want to kind of, I kind of want to do this two ways, is like factions and weapons, right, if if we can do that. And um, you can feel free to keep this trailer going and then maybe switch over to the battlefield too at some point either is fine i think for so for weapons let's talk weapons i think as far as timeline goes i think crash nailed it it needs to be near future like it needs to be probably like 2028 right or maybe 2030 something something right around the corner where a lot of this tech that we're seeing right now is actually has been adopted into the military, like to your average troops, like the the next generation squad weapon program, right? That was this Sig Sauer MCX Spear, the M5, that was accepted. It's gonna take a few years for that to be rolled out in whatever capacity it's gonna be rolled out in. Even though we see it in 2042, there's just a a difference there. Um, So weapons, like near future, uh, it should be a lot of modern weapons with some of these other ones that we're seeing coming up like your ngsw i think every bid for the ngsw program you had the six hour spear you had the general dynamics bid the textron bid there was a lot of ngsw machine guns that also made made bids that were eliminated from uh like fn herstal had had a bid up for that and they were eliminated early on so you need a lot of these modern weapons i mean honestly you go back and look at all the weapons from battlefield two three and four and try and just bring in as many of those as you can with some of these near future ones like next generation weapon systems there's you know russia is working on different like the rpl 20 light machine gun that thing's supposed to be um an intermediary between something like an rpk uh, 16 and a pkp pkm 
and that's about fed far and five or five so there's a lot of these weapons that are just coming up right now that should be fully adopted by 2030 for the most part so i think that's a good timeline for the game to take place um and then i don't think things like rail guns or anything like that really need to be in the game until potentially like a very last dlc kind of like battlefield 4 did I, I i prefer it being grounded with a lot of these modern weapons but a, a variety and i really think weapon wise i mean you, i think everyone here has a list of weapons that they would want to see and i say the more the better as long as it's grounded in the modern era and you have some of these newer up-and-coming weapons and up-and-coming tech that we would see probably the military specifically u.s military and others using by 2030 and then like you have ukrainian weapons like the maliuk would be cool to see that as well um for battlefield 3 they did something really unique where you had your faction specific weapons um so if i'm a u.s if i'm on the u.s team i could not ever use an, the primary for the russian team being the ak-74m i could never use that weapon until i ranked up um to max level then i had the ability to use that other weapon so whether they go faction specific or not i don't really mind um like i said we all have our list of weapons i think that's a pretty no-brainer and i covered a lot of my wish list in my wish list videos leading up to 2042 but i think one thing i did want to touch on and get your opinion on crash is kind of this this weapon plus system that we saw in 2042 i really think i think they were kind of onto something but also i think the customization kind of like we're seeing with modern warfare 2019 and modern warfare 2 in the backpack system that is in battlefield 3 where you're allowed to bring in like one or two attachments in your backpack that's the way to do it um my best example around this exact timeline here with battlefield 3 would be metal modern warfighter i think did a really good job with what was the original gun bench that call of duty uh 2019 definitely copied from but that was a really good one um and i see some of you guys putting weapons in chat but as far as like, that's all pretty pretty easy stuff to talk through i think any weapon anyone throws out there we could say yes or no but as far as faction goes and faction specific stuff like i think each whether it's live service or dlc we would need to have like a, a you look at squad right now is doing this and battlefield 2 used to do this each dlc was it pretty much a new faction so start with like us russia add in uh like china japan ukraine uh opposing force like you know whatever they always would have like they just call them op for is what it would be and that would be I mean, you can obviously tell it'd be a middle eastern coalition things like that um and add in weapons for them and vehicles for them things like that and then you'd have different maps specific to those factions and i think squad's doing that now and has been doing that like they're adding a lot of different factions different weapons different vehicles that's a really good way to do that to add not only more weapons but also uh you know vehicles and everything like that, that we saw especially just going back to the battlefield 3 dlc talks so that adds a that that takes care of it right there and we saw it kind of with like battlefield 4 too like rising sun i think was the name of one of the dlcs although they didn't add any more factions you had the you had the for Battlefield 3 and 4, I think it was whatever factions were there, the start were there. They never added more factions. I think if you add more factions, if you're having a live service or some sort of in-game store, it opens up so many opportunities for different store bundles, different, different soldier outfits. Okay, so they just released this special ops, uh, special like Battlefield 2 had a special operations DLC. So, okay, Battlefield 7, they have a, this, this theme for this one is special operations. So it's going to 
going to have different uh, special operators like tier one from around the world. And in the store, I can get this these awesome Navy SEAL skins for my character for the U.S. faction. I can get these awesome Spetsnaz skins for my Russian faction, these awesome weapon skins for the Russian guns, etc. That's how you open up a store with a lot of... Uh, a lot of items to be purchased that the community would love. The question is, can you put in the time and resources to produce that much content? And that seems to be where Battlefield has been dropping the ball. So I just went through a lot there, but I think Crash, <laughs> you can you can kind of pick it up. I threw out like a lot of the things I want to see, but I think I want to see what, what your opinions are on that. Cause I think that's the best way to do it. Especially if you're looking at live service and store bundles, the more content you put out, the more, content you can put in the store for this live service yeah that makes that makes sense and that's something um that i wanted to talk about in the uh maps and i forgot to i actually talked back and forth with a dice dev on twitter a little bit about using um ai and machine learning to design maps um to like mm -hmm. procedural generation of maps to maybe help with that content thing and that was so cool to talk about um with him a little bit on twitter that would be really cool um uh, i just want to say pyro and baby bug thank you guys again so much for the for the super chats i really 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 appreciate that um so yeah there was a lot to unpack there as far as like the factions and stuff go um i kind of want to that i'm that makes sense to me like having believable conflicts believable factions and things like that just are like it's it's one of those things like there's a group of people that that love the immersion and getting into it and that makes mm -hmm. them happy and the other people that don't care it doesn't make them mad so why not do it I mean, <laughs> that's how, that's how I feel about that. It's brand new like, content, right? It's not like yeah. a little bit of the same. It's brand new content. Exactly. And so uh, me personally, like how they balance that stuff, I like having the two factions a little like similar to like, you know, Battlefield 5, you know, when you get into a map, you'd have this faction versus this faction and everybody looked, you know, was dressed like that faction. I like that. I didn't care that much about the weapons being cross faction. That didn't bother me that much. Yeah. Um but I, I want to get into, you touched on the plus system. I want to steer the weapon conversation into gameplay. Like, how do you want it to work in game? Like, how how crazy do you want to get into weapon customization? Because I think it can get too granular. Um, mm -hmm. and, and Modern Warfare 2 gets close with the tuning. Um, it's mm -hmm. cool. Um, but how it works, not everyone's sure exactly how it works. You know, if you tune it too far, it starts to hurt you. Um, and there's just a lot there. And it seems a little bit arbitrary tuning stuff. Um, to me, um, where, where do you sit? Where do you want weapon customization? I agree having those realistic type guns, even iterating on them a little bit, like as we move on through the DLC is really cool. Using some of the more futuristic and prototypical type stuff would be really neat. Um, and the plus system I like, the backpack system in World War III, um, I like that flexibility and being able to change in game. Again, it's not that like realistic or whatever, but that's not what we're after. We're, we're after fun. Um, so... Right. I, I really do like the plus system. I I like I like it. So um I think that should stay. But like as far as weapon customization, how much in the weeds do we need to go with a battlefield game? Does it need to be World War Three? Does it need to be as far as Tarkov? Like as crazy as Tarkov with customization, or are you thinking more like five attachments on a gunsmith like Call of Duty does? Or like where where are you at? Honestly, and I'm shocked they never did it because I was I was certain this is something they were gonna gonna port over into BF Battlefield 4. Take exactly what Medal of Honor Warfighter did and iterate on it a little bit and plug it in. That, that explain was, that to me. So what it was, I mean, picture the gunsmith for Modern Warfare, but 
you had like the same um you had kind of like the same attachment options as far as like muzzle barrel optic stock grips things like that but when you attach different things i think you you could use all of the categories to do these there wasn't no any restrictions but when you did them it would like lock in different attachments on some weapons so if i were to attach like a um a specific barrel on the m4 that that may come with like a laser light combination but i can't add a different muzzle option or things like that so it would it would allow you a lot of flexibility but it also restrict things i don't really know a lot of those some of them i think were you had like different stat changes but then there was other cosmetics within that same stat range but they did a much better job of i mean you look at the modern warfare 2019 and when we look at the later iterations of warzone how things just got crazy with like okay monosuppressor long barrel right so there was restrictions with that in the system so if you put on like a high quality attachment it would lock in certain things like it would come as a combo attachment almost it's kind of hard to explain if you guys just look it up on youtube like metal honor warfighter like gunsmithing or something there'll be some videos running through it and i think that the way they did that was perfect and when that franchise got canceled i thought that's what was going to come over to battlefield 4 and they didn't do it um but i think you iterate on that system and just plug it into battlefield 7 it's perfect um that was a great gunsmith system and no doubt call of duty modern warfare and modern warfare 2 looked at that for inspiration 100 percent Yep. I, I agree. I want something that's kind of in the middle. Um, there's mm -hmm. a lot of customization, but not too crazy. It doesn't need to be crazy yeah. for battlefield. Like that's not generally like what is the Agreed. battlefield is not about going crazy with your guns. Although mm -hmm. I would like, I, I would be okay with like a limited number of attachments and weapon customization. If they made pretty significant changes to how the gun operates. So like you had to make choices and there wasn't a clear cut meta. So like even within a map, sometimes if there was a gun that you really liked using, maybe you change it up and it would serve that map or that play style a little bit better. Like not as wild yeah. with like four different angled foregrips that increase ADS mm -hmm. speed, but increase recoil. And there's like four of them that do the same thing. Like have one of those, but have it like mm -hmm. pretty significantly change the weapon. And then maybe there's only like, you know, five or six different grips instead of 20, mm -hmm. but, but they have clear cut and you know what you're doing and you don't have to sit there and try the different ones. And like, I think I can tell the difference. I don't think I can, like, I want my gun to do this. That's how I set it up. Let's go blow some stuff up. Cause this is a battlefield. And that's so, pretty much how the warfighter one was set up. I think like, if I'm, I'm just thinking barrel attachments, like you had like three long barrel options, three medium and three short barrel options. And it would, it would do exactly what you said. It like it, it it's, wasn't anything intense. It was easy to use, and it, it made your weapon different enough, but nothing crazy to where, like, okay, I get this thing out now. I can beam people at 500 meters. Nothing like that. It was very bare bones and simple, but it added also a lot of aesthetics to your weapon when you change it. Like, by changing a handguard, it really changed the handguard, and you would just have, like, cosmetic lasers and things on there to look for looks, which was... I, I, I enjoy that. Just switching up a handguard having, like, have it tacked out to me that's that's cool and it doesn't affect your stats that in a bad way so why not yep i think keep the plus system but make the make that stuff work better um, yeah and i think i just want to say with plus system i think one of the things we've talked about previously is like you probably shouldn't be you should probably be able to put like two or three things in your backpack maybe for the plus system maybe you can't just 
okay, I'm going to turn this into a sniper rifle, then I'm going to turn it into an SMG, right? And maybe there should be some restrictions there. Yeah, um, World War Three does a really good job with those restrictions, and yeah. I would be down for that. There are certain attachments that only go in your backpack, and they're kind of shitty. Um, so, like, um, you have your gun set up for long range, and you want to switch it up to, to fight close. You want to go clear some rooms in a building. You can't mm -hmm. just switch to the best meta attachments to do that. There's some like one X scopes and maybe there's some angled grips that will help you. But since they're, since you're switching away from your gun in game, there's like a little bit of a penalty in the fact that you can only use those kind of, it's kind of a crappier site, but it'll work. And it's an attachment that maybe doesn't do as much as the one you equip in the main gunsmith. They're like right. backpack only attachments, which I, I think would be, would be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, all right, we got, we got maps. Uh, we got weapons. Um, do you want to go one thing I want to touch on really quick is as far as the engine and the graphics, there's been a lot of folks talking about that in chat, how the older ones look better. Mm -hmm. And I know this was going to come out. I was going to get exposed at some point. I really liked battlefield five for the most part. <laughs> um, I thought the, the, tra the trailers and some of the setting stuff they did were silly and dumb. Mm -hmm. um, and the two times they broke the time to kill are unexplainable why they did that. I have no clue why they did that. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, that engine is, in my opinion, the best Frostbites ran. Um, as far as how it looks, you guys can see in this trailer, that's the Battlefield 5 Pacific trailer, just when Battlefield 5 was getting good, <laughs> right before they canceled it. Um, like, that's how the game looks. This trailer, if you play it, this is how the game looks. I can stream it on my single PC setup. I can stream and play on the same computer. Uh, with OBS and Discord and everything on a second monitor, and I can get 150 frames with everything on max, and it looks awesome while I'm streaming and recording. And then you have the 2042 Frostbite, such a step backwards in performance. Um, again, I would yeah. argue that it's probably to accommodate crossplay. It's probably to accommodate 128 players. It's probably to accommodate the larger maps and all this stuff. Go back to doing to doing this this well. Like, go back to making a really good battlefield with this type of engine. Maybe the maps won't be as crazy. Maybe we can't put as many people on them, but up that destruction and make it look and run like Battlefield 5 did. Love it or hate how Battlefield 5 played or what they did with the story and the potential they left on the table um, with not continuing that game to the iconic theaters of war of World War II. There's all that stuff that is perfectly valid to be said. That engine ran good and looked really good. Um, even Battlefield 1 was good too, but I seriously think, minus maybe the audio, the, the Battlefield 5 version was the best we've seen Frostbite. And I, I mean, like this trailer right now is how the game looks when you play it. It's not a pre-rendered cinematic. Like it's, it's so good. Um, every, every time I stream, every time I stream Battlefield, it makes people want to play it because it looks good. Um, and that's, yeah. that, that's one of the things that we, I, I have to admit when I first started getting into gaming, I got into the battlefield versus COD piss and match on the internet. Sometimes I was always rooting <laughs> for battlefield and Me I too. would just, and I would just put up graphical images all the time of like, this is what battlefield looks like. And this is like what shitty COD looks like. And it was always cool. So I think while graphics don't make a game really well, it's one of those things that, that, that battlefield, like battlefields always looked really good. And we kind of took a step back with that with 2042. So I, I just want to say, I want the engine to be like Battlefield 5. So there, I'll, yeah. just, I'll just put I that out there. And I never played Battlefield 5. I watched gameplay. I remember I played the beta. Like, I, 
I, so I can't really comment. I mean, I think I thought it looked fine. The one thing that drove me crazy, and this sounds really stupid, the one thing that drove me crazy is your soldiers didn't have gloves, and I thought that looked really stupid from a first-person perspective. Because I'm used to Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4, and your guys always have gloves, and it just completes the look. And then, like, you have these... They just did hands really weird. The hands looked weird to me, and I just hated the way it looked. I was like... I, I was like, I am, my guys don't have gloves. I can't play this game. It drove me crazy. So it's such a stupid, stupid yeah, you're thing weird. to be upset about. It is really dumb to be upset about, but it just always looked so weird to me from a first person point of view. But I think graphically wise, like it was, it was, it was fine besides the no glove weird hand. I think, I just think they modeled the hands weird, but the only thing, that, I think it looks good. My only problem with their hands were like, how long would it take you just to clean your damn fingernails? Like, come on, this gross. <laughs> I realize it's yeah. a war, but just just get a stick and clean your fingernails. It's disgusting. Yeah, and someone in chat Chase is saying, <laughs> "Buff, it was World War Two. No one, like, no one wore gloves. Exactly. It just, it, you're right. You're and so they did it. They did it right, but it just drove me crazy. But I think graphically, yes, it looked good. My one concern, I think, is they need to with Battlefield 2042, and I don't know how it was really with with Battlefield 5 because I didn't play it outside the beta. 2042, like if I watch gameplay on YouTube, like I'm just thinking, I see on my Twitter a lot, I see like Ender's gameplay and, and some others. It just looks too zoomy, and that's probably them chasing trends and stuff. It just, and I remember this is what it looked like with some of the alpha and beta footage. Like it looked too zoomy. I don't, I, I, and. Battlefield 3 and 4, like, the movements were a little bit more limited. Battlefield 5, I know, had, like, peaking and sliding, which I'm fine with. But for this, this like, this, like, Sonic the Hedgehog inserted into a Battlefield game just looks so weird to me. You're just, like, zooming around the map like Sonic is what it looks like. Whether you're moving that fast or not, it shouldn't look, it shouldn't look like that. Like, I, I feel like movement should... Regardless how fast you're moving it, you, you should be moving it or it should feel like you're moving like a, a weighted down soldier with a bag and stuff. And that's kind of what it was like in Battlefield 3 and 4. And apparently the 2042 movement was slower or on par with Battlefield 3. I remember is what a lot of people were, some of the devs were tweeting when this was coming out originally. I don't know. They said a lot of stuff. It, <laughs> they did say a lot of things, Crash. You're right. <laughs> Maybe we should ignore that. But I just, <laughs> I just don't want it to look like like I said, like Sonic is zipping around the map with a gun. Like let's let's keep it a little bit more grounded movement system wise. And I think everything you've told me about Battlefield Five with the sliding, the peaking, the cooldowns, all of that sounds perfect. I that's exactly what I would want. Because I remember playing twenty forty two and I was like trying to do leans and I couldn't do it. And I was like, man, they need leaning mechanics in this game. Yeah. So yeah, it. I I'll just say it. Battlefield Five movement is what it needs to be, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think that. I'm okay with slower movement as long as the maps are made for it. Mm -hmm. um, like if you had even slower movement in 2042 with those massive maps, it's going to turn into cardio simulator and I would hate it so much. Right, um, and that's a, that's a design flaw. But I mean, I don't know. I want to I want to know someone can look this up, like how large are the maps in 2042 compared to like three or four? I feel they obviously made them for 128 players, but there were some huge maps in Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4. And it was only 64 v 64 or 24 v 24. And it never felt like you're like you're sprinting across the map like it did in 2042. Yep. I, I mean, I don't on. have much to say to movement other than make it like five. Yeah. <laughs> I've said it quite a bit. If you guys have seen my videos and stuff, I don't, I don't want to keep repeating myself. Um, I, I just I love it. Um, everything about it was good.
And then they said they were going to add to it, and they did not do that <laughs> at all. Um, so, all right, I think we're moving along pretty good. The other thing I wanted to get into, and this we could get we this could get to some fights here. Um, nice. Well, wait. Before we fight each other, um, okay. I just want to say, and this should not take much discussion at all. This should not be argued by anybody. We need the mechanics back that made Battlefield awesome and playable and fun with friends. We need a server browser, a hundred yes. like no compromises. We need a server browser in the main game mode. Oh, where I realize there's one in Portal. We need um, a, a class server. a class system. And yeah, and yeah. we need persistent rent servers, which I know are coming yeah. to the other one, but with that, with that, with they're coming to Portal, or are in Portal, but but with with the uh, All Out War, we need classes and server browser, like without a doubt, like just it needs to be everywhere. Server browser, yeah. server. I didn't realize how big a deal server browser was when called like I. I saw so much of this stuff coming. I don't know, like a lot of you guys started looking at my channel with the lead up to 2042. Even before the beta, there were rumors of no server browser. And I was like making the, the sky is falling videos about guys, there's no server browser. And I didn't feel like like people weren't listening to me. And then the game came out and everybody's like, where the hell's a server browser? I'm like, this is yeah. so chalk. Like it has to have it. Um, I remember I watched a video of yours about like the, vo the voiceover IP. Yeah. And how there was no like voiceover IP like in the game and i was like dude this is before we knew each other i was like this guy's crazy there's no way this game releases without being it no way dice does that again then the game came out and i can't talk to anybody i was like son of <laughs> yeah i know i i was going i was gonna do that for this i didn't quite have time setting everything up i was gonna go back and look at all my videos to where like i was blowing the whistle like before yeah, this game you, came you out like there's gonna be no void there's gonna be no <laughs> server browser like there's no classes like i didn't want to hear it dude i was holy like no shit. way i was like he's wrong there's no way that's right <laughs> yeah it's you, crazy you man crazy man and i mean there's tons of reasons everybody knows why server browsers are awesome um you can 100 percent get the lowest ping um you can get into servers that are in the rotation of maps that you want to play there yeah. is without a doubt 100 unequivocally no possible way they can do skill-based matchmaking or engagement-based matchmaking um you know which having you know turning battlefield into a generic lobby shooter Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but you don't know. With a server browser, you know that's not a thing. And that's something I always told people when Call of Duty people were so sick of skill-based matchmaking, come play Battlefield. It's not there. When you get better at the game, you feel like you're getting better at the game and you have better mm -hmm. scores and you have better rounds. Yeah. So like, come on, man. Um, so yeah, and then the class system, I talked about it in my video. A lot of people try to say that specialists were fine. Um, in a nutshell, that's bullshit. Um, yeah. the, the class system, even though... It doesn't, it's not necessarily needed to make gameplay and encourage teamwork. It, it, you could have a group of strangers come together with a squad of blueberries and people knew what their job was. Yeah. And, and I feel like with the specialist, it's a lot more people are playing on their own. There's yeah. not a lot of that, that teamwork. Again, with server browsers, that gave us opportunity to have a bunch of people play together, not just your four person squad. Um, it could have, it could have a whole bunch of stuff. Um, like, yeah, it could have a, it, you could have a whole bunch of people playing together. 
Everybody knew their job. I'm playing support. I need to give my friends ammo. I'm playing medic. I need to revive people. Some of the specialists do that. And then of course, like I said in my video, the specialist abilities and traits and things like that made battlefield moments feel manufactured to me. I always thought battlefield mm. was about little people doing big things. And that's yeah. where the only battlefield moments come from. Just a generic soldier mm -hmm. popping off, doing something crazy instead of, you know, like flying with a wingsuit, dropping on somebody, knifing them. It's like, well, I mean, you had a wingsuit or somebody grappling up to a jet, throwing C5 on it, jumping off. It's like, well, you had a grappling hook. It's like, it's so much more cool when just a plain person right. pulls something like that off, jumping out of a plane and doing crazy stuff. Um, hey, can, we, can we just talk about the physics for that dumb wingsuit? Like, you, I've seen stuff online like that the player jumps <laughs> off like a yeah. five foot ledge and is flying around the map like a bird. Like, holy crap. Come on. I agree, man. I don't. It's hard not to be so negative about this, but I just can't, I can't, I would pay money to have been in the, that room, the meeting room where they're like, we should get rid of classes and people actually agreed to it. It's just mind blowing. Well, it's just, it's just chasing the trends and seeing what mm -hmm. Apex Legends done. Cause I mean, Apex, oh. yeah, I know. It's people that Crazy. have no idea that just, I mean, there's just like imagine that conversation. Just imagine it. Everyone close your eyes and imagine that conversation I, and everyone agreed to it, which is just even more. Nuts. I don't, like, I don't think they had a choice. I think uh, you had, I think you had upper management saying this is how it's going to be because oh all the time in their EA earnings calls, I used to listen to them. All they yeah. did was brag about apex legends and how much money that made. So like 100% <laughs> they, they said that at upper management, we're doing this. It doesn't yeah. matter what the developers and the studio heads and stuff said. EA right. told them, I'm, I'm, I would bet. It's not, a, I'm making it up, but I bet. Mm, I think you're right. That the developers, they didn't have any say. Like, this I is what you're, you're making. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. And that's, that should not ever happen again. Like, let the developers, that never happened in Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4. That should, ne they, they, that should never have happen ever again. If you and I, we're in that room chase or crash and and you go yeah i think we should get rid of classes and do what apex does i'd be like dude get the f out of here and go go Let's like fight. stare at the wall yeah like if you draw if, a circle yeah we got a we got a battle right now and like you need to get beat up for a statement like that it's just it's just crazy and then you're right there's it has to happen that way because you had some longtime dice employees still working there at that time and the fact that that's what the route they went with, it must have been forced. And that's just complete. That's like when a studio gets too involved in like in, in a director's film, like too hands on. Then you get these these nightmare film stories about how terrible it was because the studio was just too hands on telling us what to do with everything. And you get mm -hmm. crappy movies. It's the same exact thing. Yep. Let the developers make the game. Um, yeah. So we just we need. We need Battlefield to put Battlefield back how it was. Um, and and rent then, a server is a must. You said that too. Like classes, rent a server. Yeah, like, and platoons and all crazy. this stuff. Yeah, and all this stuff that brought happened. people together and made Battlefield mm -hmm. a community game. It's like, right? It's like Call of Duty would always and probably will always win in sales, but That's it's just fine. like yeah. Battlefield would always win in our hearts because it's always a better game. Always. Because, yeah, and and it's like. And I know that might sound stupid and silly and cliche or whatever, but it's like, 
man, you have some of the best memories. And then all those communities that formed, you had the platoons, everybody mm -hmm. playing together. You had communities of people meeting every night together to run on the same persistent server yeah. and hang yep. out with their friends. And like I said, like streaming, when people would start to come watch my stream, when I started covering battlefields, like, can I play? Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Here's the server. Hop in, get on our team. And like everybody, it just brought so many people together. And then to yes. totally, yeah. to totally piss on that like makes no sense and they just need to bring up bring back all the stuff that made battlefield awesome for in a community game and brought mm -hmm. brought the community together and stuff like yeah. that it's like so so perfect so dumb. you said it and i mean look at the player counts for the games now terrible what you just said it, if they went back to that what does that do it adds longevity to the game because you have players consistently coming back if you're having a live service or whatever with a store bundle that you're you're updating this thing constantly with new stuff you have a larger player base that's returning daily these communities to market to there's no downsides in this it seems like they just didn't have they didn't want to or they didn't have the the manpower to do the work needed the past couple of years i don't think we've i don't remember the last time we had a runner server program after battlefield 4 i think it may have may have came at some point in battlefield 1 but i remember like everyone asking about it when battlefield 1 and 5 were coming and they would always just be like oh you know we can't comment on that right now they they so, came way like, they came way later. Yeah, it's they just, need to be at launch. It, it should be there at launch. You need to rent a server and you need classes. And uh, what was the what was the third one that you mentioned? Platoons, like Platoons. the community. Yes, hundred. Yeah, you need that stuff. And I know we're gonna get into like the competitive stuff. I'm thinking just really quick, way back to Battlefield Two Modern Combat on the PlayStation Two, that had full platoon in-game platoon clan cover like uh features so i could make a clan promote members within there find clan games all in the game browser there would be a separate thing here so i'd have my clan get all my members in there have different ro like roles or ranks and then we would search and we could message other clans and other members and schedule matches like that's a playstation 2 game back in 2000 2006 or 7 2006 that's cr and we haven't seen anything like that since. It's wild. That was in Battlefield Two, also on on PC. So they just seem to be, they have this weird trend of like getting away from features that makes everyone like the game. <laughs> it's like they don't want they don't want sales or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. So let's get into the modes. Um, yeah. I want to talk about this because I might piss people off here. So that'll be is fun. We're gonna, is this where we're gonna fight? I look forward to your comments. I look okay. forward to your YouTube comments. Um, the thing, how do I start this? So there's, there's, it goes without saying, we got to have conquest. We got to have rush. We got to have breakthrough. There needs to be TDM for the folks that enjoy that. It's easy. Put that stuff in like all the modes that we've had. I don't hate the fact that they've tried to do BR, that they've tried to do an extraction mode, that they try to do competitive with incursions in Battlefield 5. I don't hate that. Just finish it out, stick with it, and make it free to play. Because the problem that they've had, this is the problem with mm -hmm. these outside other game modes that are stretching what Battlefield is a little bit. Instead of trying to use that, like say Firestorm, instead of trying to use that to get BR players interested into Battlefield and maybe migrating over and growing our multiplayer community, instead of competitive players enjoying that and wanting to hang out and play Conquest, instead of like 
maybe the extraction type game mode people playing hazard zone if it would have been finished or any kind of resemblance of a full game instead of making that free to play and getting the players that enjoy that to play battlefield they tried to shoehorn battlefield players into those other modes people that just want to play a good battlefield game they use those to try to they they had those modes to try to shoehorn them into playing it instead mm. of getting people using that as a way to advertise the game, advertise how it looks, advertise how it works to get other people and bring the people into the community. Those should have been free to play game modes that other people could have played and tried. And a lot of them would have probably thought, Oh, Hey, this is pretty, this is pretty cool. I think I want to purchase the full game and maybe try some of the other things. And it would have brought new people in, not everybody. And a lot of the battlefield people would have been, well, you're spending resources on it. If the game had enough maps and everything like it, like it should have, no one would care about that. It's a game mode mm -hmm. you don't have to play. As long as the base Battlefield game is what it should be, you don't have to play it. So like like with Firestorm, I think Firestorm was an epic missed opportunity. Yeah. Because like I've said, all these multi, all these Battle Royale games have their have their thing, right? Like Apex with the specialist, the heroes and their buyback system, Call of Duty with the loadouts made it unique. Like all these BRs have their own unique thing. Having a BR with destruction was so freaking cool. Like there's people camping in the buildings. People are always complaining in Al Mazra. Everyone's just camping in buildings. In Firestorm, blow it up. And then yep. if that would have been free to play, you'd have people, a ton of people playing it. And they would have said, oh, this destruction is pretty cool. Oh, these tanks are really fun to drive. Wait, you can do that all the time when I'm playing Conquest? Oh, well, let me buy that. Like... Instead of trying to get Battlefield people to play other modes, get try to get other people that play other modes to play Battlefield is 100% how that should have went. And I'm all for more experiences as long as Battlefield is Battlefield. And I think that's where they could have innovated. I think a free-to-play game mode could continue to be chasing trends a little bit, but use it as an advertisement. I see it kind of like shorts in YouTube. Like you can do shorts in YouTube and reach a whole new audience. It's a little snippet of how your channel is. And then some people will subscribe and check out your full channel, your long form content. I wish it, I wish that's what they would have done with Firestorm, with Incursions and with Hazard Zone on top of finishing Hazard Zone. But... <laughs> But that's that's what I wish. I think I think having that auxiliary mode for Battlefield would be great, a way to advertise the game. But it has to be free. I I completely agree. I completely agree with everything you're saying, especially Firestorm. I'm kind of baffled that was never free to play. I remember at the time, like I was really looking forward to it, and then it was not free to play, and I didn't want to buy Battlefield Five. So if it were free to play and I liked it, maybe I would have bought it. So that was yeah, a lot of missed opportunities with that. But I think when it comes to 2042, the reason things weren't free to play is because they knew the game was not finished and it was not good, you know? So I guess that's true. I didn't I I think remember if they, that. No. I think if they did do it free to play, everyone would be like, this game's, you'd have more people hating on the game than were. A lot of people would have got hands on with a mode that wasn't even done and definitely not bought it. So I think it was calculated on their part as we can't go free to play because it's not even close to finish. And they dropped support for Hazard Zone pretty pretty early on too for that exact reason. So, but I agree. I mean, you need to have you need to have that stuff available. Firestorm definitely a, a missed opportunity because it wasn't free to play. The player base was already debt not not large in that game because of what it was. If you had a free to play, it could have it could have reinvigorated the player base that was already there and brought in more players. 
and i think there was a lot of potential for that mode like there was some bugs that were you had doc and shroud and other people playing that right away and they pointed out some bugs and things like that and some got fixed and some never got a lot of them a lot of the problem yeah a lot of the problems i'm gonna make really soon i'm gonna make a whole video on like what happened with firestorm but Mm -hmm. the the main thing was it it, could have taken several smaller tweaks and made it way better it wouldn't it wouldn't have taken a lot to, to change that and make it better and make it a lot more enjoyable and fun it had a really bad mid game lull where the map was too big for 64 players I mean, just right off the bat, the circles needed to start smaller and be a little bit faster. And yeah. We, and it would have been chilling. It, it would have been pretty fun. A lot of people hated how the the uh, the loot, the, something needed to be done with how the loot pukes out on the ground yeah, on top of each yeah, other. I remember that was a big one. That was a big one that everyone had an issue with. Yep. That was, that was a problem. But yeah, I don't know. That's just... That's just where I feel like with the modes. I think whatever the trend is, maybe it's an extraction mode. Maybe it's a BR. I'm fine with it being in the next one and showcasing what makes Battlefield cool, what makes mm-hmm. Battlefield special, and making it free like as an advertisement for the game to, to just keep help growing the the yeah. multiplayer, the people that play Rush, the people that play Breakthrough and Conquest, and and all that stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> I I think. Uh... I, 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 and I hear a lot of the, in chat, I just see like some people are sick of battle royales and and want more extraction stuff too. So that's what I like. I mean, Modern Warfare 2 did it right. You had a battle royale and you had an extraction mode and and both are, despite what people say, I think both are in a very, very good state. You know, there's, there's the, the, the vocal minority that has issues, but overall, I think everything's really good. Having an extraction mode, things like that for everybody that are dedicated like the extraction mode is all i'm playing right now other people are only playing battle royale but guess what it's doing it's keeping me in the game and i check the store every day and new content i'm gonna be playing different things to check things out if you don't have these things for what the play if you don't keep the player base entertained they're gonna leave and they're not gonna come back example 2042 yep yeah and and there there needs and that's a valid criticism because people just want battlefield if there is enough content and a balanced mm-hmm. well-working main battlefield game you don't right. really have that argument that, that right. you, you're mad about a br or you're mad about an extraction mode because your game is there and you don't have to play it right we just need to get to that so, point where dice is completing games which that's, right that we're not, we're where, not your, <laughs> where, where your ceo isn't like hey guys don't worry dice is really good at fixing disasters because they do the it all game the time is in the best state i've ever seen a game this early on the best everyone yeah. should expect the best battlefield we're doing <sighs> man it's just yeah, yeah we sad if when battlefield <laughs> 7 comes and you hear keywords like people who clearly don't know what battlefield is or you have trevor noah Hyping up Battlefield Five at the 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 uh, debut. Don't I, buy it. <laughs> I always hated that where they would just have rain like how they had courage in the trailer for twenty forty two. It's like man, show some Battlefield creators, dude. Put Lossie in there or something. Come on. Leg- legit, never seen Courage play a Battlefield game in my entire. He doesn't. Life. He didn't even know when it released. Ever. And was- Trevor Noah didn't even know they hyped. They used him to re- to reveal the Battlefield Five, and it was the most cringy event i've ever seen i don't know what again they did it better with battlefield 3 they did it better with battlefield 4 those reveal events were good one was versus awesome getting, too snoop Dogg. yeah one was great yeah one was great <laughs> versus getting somebody up there who doesn't know like trevor Noah didn't even know what he was never played yeah. battlefield they shot some cringy 
thing about he's like yeah when i'm not doing my show i'm at home playing battlefield with tanks it's like dude you're not you're not and (laughs) everything you just said didn't make sense because you're putting you're like saying things that aren't in those games and you clearly don't know what you're talking about it just puts it just starts everything it just puts a really sour taste i think in the players mouths when you when you market when they market games you know sorry i'm from new york so i'm just brutally honest like they did a stupid job it was stupid yeah, really, yeah, dumb. And that's really, a, really dumb. Okay, that's a, really so that's, dumb. That's another thing. Like with with the reveals, like that could be done and should be done way better. The last one I really enjoyed was Battlefield One. I was so hyped yeah. for that game. Um, and w- we we actually took off work early. Like we came. So I'll tell you this: for the Battlefield One reveal, um, event with all the streamers and everything, and that's what was cool. Like they had like Snoop Dogg and stuff. Like they had funny celebrities that had no business being there. But they got yeah. that to bring people in, and then they had all the creators there, like the people that right. love Battlefield, and they were promoting them, and that's what they need to do. Like, to yeah. show some of these creators some love that show your game love all the time and work their butts mm-hmm. off for it, too. Um, but they had this this event, and they had those crazy trailers, and then they were actually showing gameplay. Like, we never saw 2042 gameplay, and we know now why, but, yeah, dude... Yeah. Like, come on, man. The the Battlefield one trailer. So we took off work early. We had a projector, a projector in our office for meetings, and we set up the projector on the screen in the meeting room. So we got in early so we could work our eight hours, and then we put the projector up and watched that event. We were all so excited to watch it. And then you have like I'm playing now, like these trailers for all the DLC. It's like, dude, we get. I would get so hyped for the DLCs, like it was almost oh, like yeah. a new game Amazing. releasing with these right. trailers. Like, oh, yeah. check out these maps. There's like four different maps, and look at these new weapons. And like, it is all gone. So I would love to see him get back to get back to that. And I'm I'm saying I'm not. I I realize in this whole conversation, guys. I realize, and I think that you can't just bring old stuff back and it work in today's environment with today's player base. Mm-hmm. But it needs to have that battlefield core. And some of the ways they used to do things were just better. Add so on to it yeah. and make it add on to it, make it like current with how everything act, like is. And I just, I don't know. It'd be better. Yeah. They, it's like the old saying, you know, don't make them like they used to. I mean, it's not, it's not us just being like, it's not us just being like, you know, we're both in our thirties. It's not like we're out of touch. It's like battlefield franchise used to be a battlefield franchise for more mature players and they've gone like in some weird direction where they're like it's not to the Fortnite crowd or it's something. not anything it's, it's not, not even anything. that it's yeah. not good for they've, they've gone so many directions not, they made it yeah. like it's not anything it's like what is battlefield now it, it, it's just so all over the place they just need like you're you're i i i understand trying to bring in new players but new players would be enticed to try something that they haven't seen before if you have newer gamers nobody wants to play battlefield's version of fortnite or apex like it should be its own game not like we talked about earlier chasing trends and i really think it's unfortunate that they really just kind of ruin this game and i think if they don't get it right with battlefield 7 that's going to be into the franchise it's going to get the medal of honor treatment and die for for (laughs) a while so they really need to take their time and get this one right there's a lot of mistakes and it seems like they make mistakes year after year and they never learn from them for per title so yeah and they, um, they need to have um oh, i just totally lost my train of thought wow okay oh no 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 all this stuff we've been saying too i know i talked about bringing new players in 
mm-hmm. new players aren't going to want to come in if they go on Reddit and they see the core player base is just hating on it, hating yeah. everything. So like, if you have a happy core player base, if they see every oh those Battlefield folks are like are like having a good time, then they're going to be more apt to do it. So you, I mean, you have to get your house in order first, like before you know what I mean. Like you have to get the core yeah. Battlefield fans having a good and time I, before you can do that other stuff. I agree, and I, and I exactly. I don't think if I'm like. I mean, you guys know me with my Fortnite addiction. You know, when I I don't take like your standard Apex or Fortnite, like younger gamer, let's say, right? I don't think seeing Courage JD in a trailer saying what a time to be alive is going to be like, oh, shit, I got to buy this game now because 40-year-old version of Courage is in the trailer. Like, what did that do for the game besides make it a meme, right? The best um, part of that was... So he was in their multi-million dollar whatever trailer where they had like Tom Brady's likeness and everything that they, I bet yeah, they paid yeah. so much for. So you have courage doing that. <laughs> the net, the week of Battlefield release, like a week or two later, he had his stream schedule set up and it wasn't to play Battlefield on launch day. And someone's like, you're not even going to play Battlefield. And he said, oh, it launches. I didn't realize <laughs> it launched. He yeah, didn't even he know when it them. launched because he doesn't even fucking right. play the game. Because they're catering to people that don't even know what the game exactly they, they're catering to players and getting input from people that don't know what battlefield is and have never played it they probably asked they probably went up to trevor no and were like dude what should a world war ii battlefield game be and he's like oh you should make women with prosthetic arms in the trailer and like god it's a fucking great idea dude fucking, i don't we're gonna put in the trailer awesome we need to listen to you more and not our core audience i and bet they we'll just make great games i bet on that really deal well. I bet on that deal they just went to an agent and said, whose talent do you have that's open? Well, we have this much as our budget. Well, we can get you Trevor Noah. Okay, cool. And he had no idea what the game's about or anything. Like He's like, I loved driving tanks in, you know, modern tanks in, in Battlefield 1. It's like, dude, what the hell? There's no, or he said something about jets and something stupid that didn't even fit the time period of the game he was talking about. And everyone was like, what? It's like, <laughs> just so... Man, yeah. just the, the stupidity it makes me so angry. Yeah, get it, like get it, get it back to where you make your core fans happy, and they'll yeah. advertise for you. Like yes. if you like, make your if you make your creators happy, if you make the people that play the game, if you make the redditors, if you make the tweeters happy, you're not gonna make everybody happy ever. We all know that. But if everybody is chilling, having a good time, they will advertise the game for you. Um, yeah. So just, just come on. And the, ev- the evidence is like Battlefield Three. Those trailers we were looking at earlier. Like, I still think that was the most well-rounded Battlefield game, and it offered a lot of content, a lot of content for that game. So that's why I consider it the pinnacle because I think it was it was not only the best, but as far as map variety, maps, weapons, vehicles, I think that was the biggest and best Battlefield we've had. Battlefield Four was close, but it's really unfortunately all gone downhill since then so so you know why is that they need to they need to correct that and write that ship asap before the franchise dies yep yep and that's and uh like annihilates is saying i i just want battlefield to like compete and be there like in the conversation with AAA. that's why i think some of those third modes need to happen and be free mm-hmm. um just because i want i want it to stay healthy and i want to see it grow yeah i want to see battlefield versus call of duty discussions again not it's Call of Duty, and then the, here's the laughing, here's the laughing stock of the AAA industry mm-hmm. battlefield. Yeah, and I just think it's necessary for it to keep growing, just the way it is. I can't think of another mm-hmm. way. But I mean, yeah. w- the main thing that needs to happen, the base, the foundation of its growth, is have a good core experience with good core battlefield mechanics that mm-hmm. we all have loved over the last several iterations. 
that are gone now, they need to come back. You need to have a healthy player base to receive those new players, and um, it will grow. Like it's just- now, really quick, I know we, we talked, touched on this in the beginning, live service versus premium. I know we said it really doesn't I don't matter. Care. If you were guaranteed, if they said it's a lot, if you had the choice between live service, but it's a question mark, how many maps, weapons, stuff like that, or premium, you're going to get four maps every every two and a half, three months, six weapons, factions with every DLC. Would you pay the premium for that versus question marks? Yeah. Yeah. So I would, and if they and if they don't uh, adhere to that, then they get sued. Live service, <laughs> the way they've been doing it is just seems like an excuse for mm, maybe we'll do stuff. We don't know. Yeah, I remember them saying live service twenty forty two is going to be the biggest and best live service like anybody's ever seen. Robust and, and engaging. Yeah, it sure was. Sure was. Yeah. Blew me away. Blew yeah. me right. Blew me away so much I uninstalled the game. And blew you away right to Fortnite. Yeah, dude, right to Fortnite. Because <laughs> oh. I saw Courage, I saw Courage playing Fortnite. I was like, "That's where I." Oh, need to be. look at that! Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what it was. But uh, but there's nothing there's nothing saying there's no rule that saying live service has to suck. Right, the, it's the just idea of doing it right. But, but but your scenario is likely what it is likely the real thing. I'm living in a dreamland, saying I wish they would come out and say we're going to get four maps every two every two or three months. And it's going to be free like that. That's what I want, of course. I mean, but if so that this is the issue I see with that is like with the live service that they've been doing. I agree. You can do live service, right? They have not been doing it right. They've been doing they've been doing the 180 of that. Right. So but if you do it right, you need you need a dedicated large development team consistently. And if they're unable to have that large scale development team due to uh income still not coming in for that if premium fixes that and it has a dedicated team because i mean i'm sure you know and and i know from our jobs like you know dedicated developers and resources for what any job what does it take it takes money to pay them so if you have a premium you're paying 60 dollars per premium right guess what that is dedicated development team for the next two to three years is what that pays for if it's a live service it's like well if the game it's all it's all um dependent upon whether or not the game does good and whether or not what they what they what they did do so far for the live service does good if it doesn't if that doesn't play out like 2042 then it's like bare minimum skeleton crew stuff but if, yeah and what if you pay up front dedicated team there you go you're yeah. going to get what we said you're going to get that's why your scenario is is more, way more realistic than mine yeah, <laughs> yours yeah. is much more grounded and also yeah. what justin said they like the live service because it gives them the opportunity to pull the the, the rip cord if the game sucks like 2042 and then, it and gives it them that like flexibility yeah. yeah it gives yeah. them that flexibility like we didn't promise so we can well, just give you one map. we can give you one map and we're, yeah we're covering our bases we'll rework the, the terrible maps that we made a little bit Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, did we just build a perfect battlefield game? I think so. Let's go through and like sum it up quick, because because we did topic to topic. You want to start? Or you want me to start? Just like summarize your ideal battlefield. Um. So I will just say, um, much more content, um, heavier into what makes battlefield special. That's destruction. That's server browser. That's a class system. That's platoons community things um have weapons 
or and, and soldier customization that are time period and immersive, but give you a lot of options. Uh, keep the backpack system, but make it limited. Um, and just yeah, maps, 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 <laughs> and then um, have a have a third mode that could chase trends as long as the base game is fully fleshed out, full of content that we expect and would be fine mm-hmm. if it was standalone. Have an extra free mode to bring new players in, um, whether that be a BR with destruction or extraction royale that's that's more fleshed out like uh like dmz is and uh um i think i think that's it i mean we talked more details but yeah yeah we did i think you just go back and rewatch because we got into a lot of the details but yeah i think i think you nailed it i agree with all that i would say my quick run through i'm gonna definitely forget things here did you have that written down like you hit all those points perfectly <laughs> there's no you no i just no, I just haven't started drinking bourbon yet, so my brain's working. Oh man, okay, Jesus, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all hyped up and freaking angry now. So I'm, I'm just worried about how long this episode's gonna be. Is all <laughs> um, okay, so for my, I agree with everything you said. Yes, so I'm just, I'll do my run through. Get rid of this. Your title needs to be Battlefield. Start over. It's called. You call the game battlefield and now there's one thing if you guys go online like i encourage everybody to do this because it gives me goosebumps every time i do it if you go on just pull up battlefield 2 trailer watch the battlefield 2 trailer and at the very end the the old battlefield like like that the way they did it for battlefield 2 just a callback to what it just in i get emotional every time i listen to it because it just like gets me hyped up and excited because it's like a callback in my mind, because of my nostalgia and as a, as a kid playing these games, how great Battlefield was. That theme, if you listen to that old school Battlefield 2, this is the trailer. If you look that up, watch it through. I think it's at the 235 mark is when that starts. Uh, or the 225 mark is the, the old Battlefield 2 dun-dun-dun-dun-dun epic. And flash forward to Battlefield 2042's like nails on a chalkboard theme, right? So go back to there. Call the game Battlefield. You need... Uh, I would say a premium model. I will pay I will pay an extra $70 for a guaranteed two years of support, five to six DLCs, four maps per, six weapons, and a guaranteed faction with uh, four, three to four vehicles. I want operators. I want cosmetics. I want vehicle cosmetics. I want weapon blueprints. I want to be able to customize uh at least cosmetics for my soldier i don't need to customize my soldier like pants and boots but they should have talk about whatever it's store bundles or whatever you should be able to have okay u.s soldier assault here's in the store or in in the battle pass system here's a navy seal skin for that or you achieved something in game now you have this epic navy seal skin so when you wear it people know like a it looks cool how did you get that how do i get it you need to have cosmetics like that for the everything in the game, vehicles, soldiers, weapons, everything. The time period needs to be pretty much modern. I would say it's 2023 right now. It should be 20, 20, uh, like 26 to 2030. It should be around five years in the future. You need to have a variety of weapons. Take a look at every single weapon of Battlefield 2, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4. Pretty much throw all of those in there, and then you get a lot of the NGSW weapons and everything that's being developed right now. Some of the old military contracts weapons that got uh, beat out for various reasons. I'm thinking like the XCR, which should have uh, 
should have been the weapon of choice for the SCAR program, but it was disqualified because the strict guidelines, they missed something that was a far better weapon. Go back and pull out some of those things and put them in there. Look at uh, different factions for each DLC, add things like like Ukraine, China, Japan, uh, Opposing Force, Middle Eastern Coalition, add different groups, different bundles. There's so much you can do with this game. It's just a matter of dedicating the resources, development team, all of that. And if that takes a, a, a premium title for $70 on top of the $70 I paying for the game, I will gladly pay $140. I paid $120 for Battlefield 2042 and got two weeks of not really any enjoyment out of it. I will pay $140 for a guaranteed two years of support with all of this guaranteed um, content and having a development team there. And like you said, you need run a server program it needs to be there day one. You need run a server program. Um, you need classes. None of this specialist crap. Okay. Get that flying wingsuit garbage out of here. You need classes. Movement system needs to be like similar to battlefield five. There needs to be a lean mechanic, sliding mechanics. Good. I love the dive mechanic that we see in modern warfare two right now. Um, maps, 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 skins, cosmetics, cosmetics, cosmetics. They need to pour in the content, and then later on, after the core game is out and they it is, in it releases in a beautifully finished, perfect game state. Six months to a year later, bring out a battle royale, or bring out that and an extraction mode, or stagger them, make them free to play. We just did it for you, Dice EA. We're available to. Uh, consult on the title if you're interested so go ahead and reach out we are available for consulting work um you guys are having a hard time uh look us up <laughs> so no man i think we covered that really well um that was and we that did was it fun. in an hour and 40 minutes you know we did we did what ea and dice hasn't been able to do in uh just about 10 years pretty crazy and we did it in an hour 40 crash imagine what we could do in a few months imagine Man, I wonder. I wonder what we should charge him for that. Even your dog's excited, dude. Yeah, I know your he's dog's, amped. Your dog's he's like, amped. that's the the these your guys. Dog's like, that's the best battlefield game I've ever heard. He can't wait to get his paws on it if that's he, the title. Oh yeah, he's ready. Oh, this show <laughs> sucks. Um, so yeah, guys, I think we pretty much covered what Battlefield needs to be. Um, thank you guys for being here. Like, I think people are still interested in Battlefield, especially on my channel. Yeah, there's a lot of people here. Um. Thank yeah, you guys same. so I think much. This, this, is a, this is a good show, I think we did, and we covered a lot. And I, th I think another thing is here, I know we have the comments going to them, but definitely comment. You know, this is going to go live on the Scope channel tomorrow. Be sure, go back there and listen to it. Comment below on, on these videos here for the stream and, and below on the Scope. Let's get a good discussion going, specifically on the Scopes channel tomorrow. If we can keep it all in one spot, I think that'd be better. If we can just, when this posts on the Scope channel tomorrow, go ahead over there and add your comments like make multiple threads for your comments build out your perfect battlefield game for us and maybe that's something we can we can run through in the next week or the week after but i think it, i would love to hear from everyone here because you know we, we do have good viewership right now talking about battlefield it's definitely it seems like everyone always loves battlefield just that's like, what yeah we're just it. heartbroken we just need them to to make the battlefield game it's like we're, we're so close to greatness like the, just please do it yeah, the world is always a better place when there's a good battlefield to play. That's just it. That's <laughs> really, just it, yeah. man. That's just it. Look at where we're look at where look at the state of the world right now, man. You know what? It's because we haven't had a good battlefield game, obviously. <laughs> yeah, say what you want, like about inflation and the pandemic and all that stuff that happened. You know how that would have been fixed? 
a good battlefield game everybody yeah you know when fun. there wasn't any of that stuff was when there was a good battlefield game housing Just saying. yeah i mean science guys was yeah. there was there was there a housing crisis and a bunch of turmoil in the eu when there was a good battlefield game don't think if so. it walks like a duck it quacks like a duck it's probably a duck so does causation equal correlation <laughs> this time yes <laughs> yeah 100%. Um, so, yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you guys uh, for just being a part of the conversation. Again, if you guys are watching it on a video later, um, if you're on the podcast, it might be worth checking it out, um, a video format, because everyone chatting, thank you guys for your comments. Um, yeah. Even just in the live chat, you guys were really adding to the yeah, conversation. Like so if you guys are re-watching this, I hope, I hope you're able to check out the, check out the live chat on screen because there were some really good, really good points in there. Um, for sure. Absolutely. That's why we, we showed, do it. We some good trailers there too. So I think that kind of goes along with our talking points. You had really, you had like good trailers and gameplay in the background, which went along exactly with what we were discussing. Did the production perfect. team actually do something good? Nailed it. Wow. I'll let them know. For their production team, man. I'll they were on, right. they were on it. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. There it is. There yeah. it is, ladies and gentlemen. Good job, production Killing team. It. You did it. Um. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> Um, do we want to try to move on? To, do you have time? Holy cow. I, I, I do. I just, I got to read this, uh, dinosaurs Rex and chat. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a good battlefield game. Quote, <laughs> love it. quote of the day. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I have time. Let's, let's do it. That's beautiful. Quote, oh, quote man. of the day. That's Back awesome. Now this is, yeah, this has been a great episode. That's really cool. And you guys know, um, I'm sure on the channel, when we start getting more information about the next battlefield game, I'm going to be covering it for sure. And we'll be talking about it on here 100%. We're always going to keep talking about Battlefield and, and hope, hope, pray, um, do everything we said. And, and I honestly said this after I did my Dear Battlefield video. And I would love for, for everyone listening to join the community of let's be a respectful voice for change in Battlefield. You're not, you're not going to get anywhere by calling devs names on Twitter. Um, you're not going to get anywhere just being a butthole. Um, saying derogatory stuff to developers, to EA executives and stuff like that. We're going to get somewhere by being respectful, understanding that these, these, the folks that make the game are people too, um, and respectfully state your opinion and even better why. Um, the reason why is because we want Battlefield to succeed. We want it to be a good game. That's why we have these opinions. That's just what we think. And just at the end of the day, guys, just freaking be respectful and you'll get so much farther in in this conversation and in life in general. Um, people will listen to you if you're not a butthole. So let's 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 do that. Let's All do right. It. Deal? Deal. Okay. Speaking of that, let's talk about some drama. I love drama. Do you want to? This is weird. This is weird. It's gonna get weird. <laughs> Um, I'm ready. So, some Tarkov action, some uh, band drama that happened. I want to. There's a couple of them. Um, I was talking on my stream last night about some of this stuff about the streamers. So here is the Reddit post. I know you guys aren't going to be able to see this. I'm just going to put it on the screen, um, so you know I'm not just making stuff up. So essentially, in a nutshell of what happened, I want to get your take on this. There is a streamer called uh, Ringar. Uh, R-E-N-G-A-W-R, like super crazy good um, at that Tarkov, was streaming and he got killed um, on Woods. And this player, he thought they were cheating, which it turns out he wasn't. He had video evidence to show that he wasn't cheating. 
and that it was actually looked sus because it was desync, like the incredibly bad desync that we've been seeing mm-hmm. in Tarkov over the last few wipes. So what he did is he got killed. Uh, Rinkar watched it and just talked a bunch of shit about being a cheater. And he said after 20 seconds after the clip ends, he said, quote, he'll be banned within 10 minutes. Also claims he's going to get manually banned. And he was kind of be a macho about how strong he was like, or not strong, but like how much say he had with, with Tarkov developers. And he messaged and he messaged a developer and got the guy banned, like 100% banned. And if, and if you guys know anything, if you guys, <laughs> if you guys know anything about Tarkov service, um, you can't talk to anybody. Uh, if if you get falsely banned, um, they're so busy. I think, I think the overarching story here with Tarkov is the game's probably gotten too big for the studio. Um, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, with how everything's going, you're not going to get an answer from support. Um, I have a friend who got uh falsely banned, and um. They sent a support ticket in four months ago and haven't got a response. So, I mean, like, there's nothing you can do. Um, Some other streamers saw this Reddit, stepped in and helped him. And then what's weird is uh, Rengar offered an apology video, kind of, but he never really apologized and (laughs) kind of blamed a bunch of other people and things like that. Um, And then finally, he did a a tweet where he acknowledged that, acknowledged that he messed up and they worked hard and they got... I think one peg bought the guy a new copy and then eventually another emissary was able to email BSG and get it, get it handled. But it, but it's like all handled now, but it was just like, everyone was really mad at the streamer uh, for, for being that way and uh, having that much power. And then kind of the, the lackluster apology video. I want to see what you think on this buff, but just really quickly, I, this is not, I don't. I think uh, Rengar got a little bit more blame than he should have because I just think back at the time he thought this guy was cheating. It does look <laughs> sus because the desync is so bad. He didn't even see the guy on his screen yet. Um, he could have definitely handled it differently and understand that you know with the clout that he has, he has a responsibility to be responsible. That makes sense. Put that on a T-shirt. That's how I talk. Um, <laughs> so, but at the same time, I think there wasn't enough blame on BSG, man. For someone to get an email and say, oh, okay, without reviewing anything, okay, he's banned. Like, you can't do that. Like, they they have to take that. They have to take the time to look. And you can't just ban people because one person says. Um, that's just not okay. And, I mean, notwithstanding, if you go even deeper, you got this crazy desync that's leading to people thinking everybody's cheating. Well, that's on BSG. So, a lot of this stuff, I think I think Ringar got a little bit more heat than he deserved. Um, he was pretty... Uh, he did act a little pompous about everything, like how, you know, I'm going to get this guy banned and bragging about that's how much where, power he had. That's where a lot of people have a problem. That's where, I think that's where the problem comes from. Yeah. I think if you, like, if you run into a cheater and he clearly thought so, like, hey, message somebody, please maybe review this. Look at my footage. Is it desync? Obviously, I think these players who are playing it, like, know the state the game's in. Um, so, yeah, he probably got more flat than he should, but I think you're right because of how he was acting. I think that's why he's getting that reaction i was watching dr lupo last week on uh they were playing on streets and they ran into uh, like an obvious cheater that was like floating barefoot flying around the map and like he talked to them and was like yeah i'm cheating blah blah blah. and like i don't think i don't know if he knew it was lupo in team but and then just like magically killed them all really quick like all at once and lupo recorded it and turned you know sent it in 
for review and like but that was obvious because like they all sh- shot the hell out of him and he was floating like flying around like like a wizard or something so i mean it, it seems like definitely a watching so i've been watching a lot of the streamers gameplay uh on streams and yeah definitely there's clearly a lot of issues desync audio a lot of problems so uh, if you're gonna send something in like that like maybe maybe uh preface it by saying like hey is this i don't know if this dude's cheating maybe it's desync uh maybe just take a take a look at his account and see you know make sure he's not like a hardcore hacker or something this is yeah. the clip I'm, I'm assuming we're seeing and there's a lot of desync i mean lupo the other day was looking uh around streets he was looking at where this guy was and like you couldn't see the guy lupo dropped dead and then you heard the gunshot and you never saw him and lupo was just like you know obvious it's decent it's just the game servers are like really bad right now it's not they're horrible man it wasn't a cheater scenario whereas when you have someone barefoot flying you know hovering around the map fl- floating around <laughs> insta killing everybody that's that's like obviously a right. or then 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 i've had the people in voip where they like they like know your name and like he banned him there without even like relooking at the clip. I think in Tarkov, there's been a couple times where I've died. I'm like, there's no way. And then I'll go watch the clip back, and I'm like, oh, there he is. Like you just didn't see him. Um, yeah. So that exactly. that happens a lot. He just yeah. in, in the clip, you can see him just ban him instantly without even like. And he's super. Clip. His character is super hurt, man. He is messed up. Oh, he he's, got jacked. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's doing stims. He's perf- trying to perform surgery right when this happens. Like he is not. It's not like he got like one tap. Like his butt. Look at him. He's like on the verge of death. Like you could have thrown a rock at him. Yeah. And he would have died. So yeah. that's that's another thing there. It's like you're. He's literally about to die anyways. <laughs> so. Yep. His, his character is not in a good spot period yep and then um so yeah it was just it was there was some there was some blame to go around but i think a little bit more should have probably been placed on bsg for just banning someone without looking into right. it not understanding the state of their game um I as agree. well as you shouldn't give streamers this much <laughs> this much uh power uh, to just send an email yeah. and get someone auto banned because i mean if you think about it these these uh these tarkov creators man they <laughs> They play so many hours. Everybody's, you know, trying to level up to get yeah. to the new content so fast. You got these guys probably, I mean, just sleep deprived, right? Your brain's probably yeah. not working. You're running an autopilot. Um, this guy is used to just trashing everybody on the map. So, I mean, it's kind of sus when he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I mean, yeah, they're not going to think it clearly. They're not <laughs> as much as they play. Like, it's, it's crazy. And especially, I, like, looking at this clip, I mean he's like very exposed on the side of the Rockies on there's no, yeah like, I couldn't see where the guy comes some, in yeah it could have been someone else on the other side of him I don't know how you make that justification that it's obviously a cheater when you're clearly your whole back I mean you're you're ex, you're exposed at a 180 degree ankle right there like it's not like you're in cover and there's one way you're like a bottleneck in so that's also just like I agree probably sleep deprived just like having having those typical Tarkov days that are not good um and yeah, yeah i think a lot of these these tarkov players do play a lot of hours because you talk about like look at call of duty streamers and the amount like people like the high-end streamers stream tarkov is an animal that you have to play like a like a lunatic <laughs> the amount of hours and intensity and like you're not just playing casual stuff like this is like this is that's why i don't play enough much tarkov anymore because like you need to dedicate your life to Tarkov if you're going to be good at Tarkov. Yeah. So. I've been playing it every once in a while. I think that's going to be the key to my sanity with it. Um, yeah. I I haven't been uh, 
killing myself with it. I'm doing like a raid or two a week. And I think I'm going to keep yeah. doing that. And I'm going to let That's people get... That's a way to do it. Yeah, yeah, and it's fun. I've had... The audio is jacked, man. Like my third raid. Terrible. Like the audio is so, so bad. Um, but rubber, rubber banding I've seen people yeah. rubber banding like crazy. Yeah. They got, they got rid of Steam audio and changed all that stuff around and it, it's rough. Uh, the audio yeah. is really rough. Um, so then... So we have this, and again, my final take on this, guys, is like, he 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 acted kind of like a little bit big for his britches. It got the yeah. guy banned. It wasn't right, um, but it's all been made right now. He finally did apologize, but there some blame needs to be on BSG for just auto banning someone based on one person saying so without looking into it, a hundred percent. And the game shouldn't be in the state that it's in. But I think Tarkov grew. <laughs> yeah. I think Tarkov just outgrew the studio right now. Um, in my no, opinion, I agree. The yeah, other thing that was crazy, um, this was this was brought brought to my attention um, by uh, Seth. Uh, shout out Tritium GG on uh, on Twitch. Uh, he comes and hangs out in Twitch a lot, and uh, he saw this. So a month ago, somebody along these lines, somebody killed an admin, uh, an actual developer who was crazy, kitted out, and they banned him like immediately afterwards so like you can see this too so like there's some sus stuff going on with tarkov i mean <laughs> what do you expect you know russia yeah. but i shouldn't say that um but no i shouldn't say that i'm sorry i apologize kind of um but yeah there's just weird stuff when they ban people in tarkov like there's no one you can talk to like reaching out into support is just a black hole because I think the game got bigger. I shouldn't be a jerk like that. I'm sorry. I apologize. But there's there's weird stuff going on in Tarkov. And I don't think people are that surprised. I don't think. Um no, definitely but, not. But yeah. Don't don't you think though? Like yeah. I he that Ringar guy got he got raked over the coals, man. People were being so mean, like trying yeah. to cancel him and stuff. And it's like, Jeez, guys, that's a little too, that's a little too much. But yeah. I think like you just be like, hey guys, I messed up. Sorry. Like give a legit apology off the of bat. Not a problem. Yep. Yeah, the legit apology would have helped. Mm -hmm. Like helped because at the end of the day, too, if it was an actual cheater, like no one would care that he was an asshole right. to him. You know, like no, exactly. like yeah, it's a cheater. Who cares? So yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, that's a little bit, a little Keep bit uh, too much power for a, yeah. a streamer to have, and then it, it adds to the narrative too. Like people always like say that oh, streamer, streamer loot. Like streamers always get preferential treatment. In Tarkov, um, crazy like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have a couple quick shots. Not a lot. Um. Uh. First one is a new game that I saw on uh youtube the other day actually i'm just going to talk about it briefly because who knows if it's going to be good um it's called infinity siege and it looks like a futuristic game so you're going to hate it um but it looks like a <laughs> it looks like a mech game but it's an interesting uh fps it's got a little bit of rpg but it's also got it's really big into strategy and base building so it's kind of like a real-time strategy game but then you also take over like the first person view and you kind of have to you build you get uh things and you build up your base you collect resources and level up and can add like cool stuff to your base and then you have these big battles and you take part in the battles so it's not if you want to it's not like all like overhead view 
So it's just something new and kind of interesting, like with the base building and stuff could could be kind of fun. But it's a futuristic, like uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, it's it's more like uh, it looks Halo Destiny-ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, pretty wild, but it, it's something cool. Um, I think it's something different. You can get really get into the base building and stuff like that. And then um, also yeah, it does look some, pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, it looks like something different. Like, again, it does, it's one of those things like you and I aren't going to get amped up about the setting. Uh, but just having cool games with like different mechanics is, is always cool to see and talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of like that overhead view right into like the first person stuff that you can do. That's pretty, that's new. Yeah. Cause you can, you can build kind of your world in your base and then you can go down into it and experience it. It looks like. So yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, that's something pretty cool. I just saw some of you folks might be interested in a game like that. <laughs> um, but it just, yeah, it just released like recently. Um, the next, we're going to roll through these because they are quick shots after all. Yeah. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, BattleBit Remastered. Recently, it's kind of been in the news. Um, and this is an interesting one. It goes right along with the episode today of talking a lot about Battlefield. Um, straight up, this game is uh, like mechanics-wise, like Battlefield with big battles, a lot of destruction. The reticles and stuff are really clean, but it looks like Minecraft. We talked about it before on the show, I think. Um, but it's been getting a lot more traction recently. Uh, Angry Joe did a review on it. Um, the, the weapons and the, uh, the, the, like just everything about it's like really clean and it's just cool. They focused on gameplay. They focused on mechanics and then the low poly graphics can run on any machine. So, so it's just interesting how there it's a different paradigm with the game, right? Like Mm-hmm. First person shooters recently have always been about it's got to look more real. It's got to have better graphics. It's got to look like they want it to look better. Graphics sell, right? But that brings a lot of issues. It doesn't run on everybody's machine. You get engine trouble the more complex things are. This completely flips that on its head. It says it's going to be low poly. It's not going to look crazy, but we're going to kill it with everything else. So um, there's actually a play test tomorrow evening that I'm going to get in on um, and try. Um, if you ha- if you're on Steam right now, they have playtests. They tweet out when they are. They also post them on the on the Steam page when the servers are going to be live. They're testing everything right now. Um, so I'm going to check it out uh, tomorrow night. I'm going to play it on stream. I think um, nice. it, it looks pretty fun. A lot of people are enjoying it, and I mean it. It might be immersive for different reasons. It's got its own kind of world. Um, the skies look realistic and stuff, and then it's just kind of like Minecrafty. I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see it. It's it's something really different. I'm going to try it out. It does. It looks really fun, honestly. I've, um, I've actually looked at a lot of gameplay. It's cool. It has, yeah, it has the class system. It has leading. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the medics can actually drag down players to cover. So you can grab your oh, wow. your friends and drag them to cover. And and uh, Sounds like something we were promised in 2042, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were also supposed to be crash landings, too. Crash land your plane and get out. Like, oh, oh, wow. So, yeah, that sounds, didn't happen sounds, sounds cool. Wild. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm going to check this out, uh, on stream. I think I'd probably make a video about it. I'm going to tomorrow night at like eight or something central time. I believe I'm going to try it out. I'm I'm excited. It'll be fun. It'll be funny. No matter what. (laughs) I'm going to watch. looks cool. (laughs) It should be cool. And then, um, yeah. So I guess I was going to talk about the DMZ gauntlet tournament. I thought that was interesting a little bit. Um, hashtag invite buff. Jeez, what's going they, on, man? Where are they at? Where are they what's at on this deal? Uh, I saw a friend of the program, uh, Geeksay, got an invite. That was pretty cool. Nice, nice. Or he, he, yeah, he got not, invited to Not jealous at all. <laughs> yeah, not jealous at all. <laughs> no, geez, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> uh, yo. 
Um, <laughs> and then uh, I saw a gunfight was uh, coming to Modern Warfare 2. Um, in Season 2, they found the, some Sorry. data mine files with all that stuff. Uh, I will destroy anyone in my path in gunfight, just so you know. Um, and the last one I want to talk about, I feel like this is how we always end the show, talking about the crazy uh, day before game that no one knows <laughs> if it's a scam or not. Yeah. Have you seen the stuff that they posted in their Discord about gameplay? No, Have seen no that? Check- I haven't heard, seen anything about it since we so, talked so about it So check this week. out. I'll read it, I'll read it really quickly. Um, so one of the admins in the day before Discord posted, we are pleased to inform you that the wait for news regarding our game release is coming to an end. It's supposed to release in a few weeks. After careful consider, they didn't have that. I did. After careful consideration and discussions with our leadership team, we have received approval to share the information you have been eagerly anticipating this month. Drum roll, please. We'll be releasing raw gameplay footage as per the numerous requests received from our community. This footage will showcase a majority of features and gameplay elements requested by our community and will provide a clear glimpse into the current state of development for the day before. We hope you enjoy it. So, like, they're making a big deal about showing gameplay. Then they got approval to show it, too, is another yeah, like key it's, takeaway there. The game releases in, like, six weeks, but we're uh, allowed. We pulled some strings, and we can <laughs> show you guys some raw gameplay. So, I don't know when that's going to happen, but everybody's going to be eagerly awaiting this. Again, it's, like, the second most wishlisted game on Steam right now, and it's just weird. It's got some weird vibes around it. Um, about the studio, how they're using volunteers, how they're promoting other products within their trailers and stuff. And then NVIDIA got on board with it. Uh, it's been delayed a bunch to go to Unreal 5. Most people, including myself, would probably lean towards this not being a real game and it probably won't ever release. It's really weird. I think it's definitely a scam, dude. Dude, it, it's so <laughs> it's sketchy, gotta, dude. It's good. The gameplay is going to be like so bad looking, probably. Here, I'm just waiting good. for. I'm just waiting for the for the for the wreck at the end. It's just like it's building up, it's building up, and then I think it's just going to crash, crash and burn. And burn yeah, Hope like I'm it. wrong. Hope I'm wrong, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put money down. That's, that's it's so. Funny. It's so weird, man. It's so yeah. so weird. Don't pre-order it. Do not pre-order. Do not send them any money. Holy cow. Dude, it was such a weird bit. That video a couple weeks ago was so flipping weird. That was man. that was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was Daisy footage, that'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, have a little bit of time for chat Q and A. We had a really long episode today, so you're either welcome or I'm sorry, depending on if you hate the show or not. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we got good good viewers though, so I think it's a I think it's a you're welcome. Yeah, well, I guess we'll just talk about the next Battlefield game every single week. We're just gonna change this to a the next ba- battlefield seven podcast yeah i like it um this is for both crash and buff did you own any big boxes for the games you bought i never have i've never got any of the special editions um i really wanted the one with the statue for battlefield one like the steel box thing with the the cool statue the guy with the club um mm. but no i never have have you you have any like special big box edition no i got i mean i got like all the special editions of like battlefield three in four but like those never came in big boxes you got like a cool just a different box art and like i think i got like dog tags and some stuff but it wasn't like you got anything big for it yep so sad <laughs> i yeah. mean i would have thought i would have got a box for the 120 dollars i spent on 2042 but no. i got a digital you got a digital art book that they sent you in your email that you never looked at i did look at it and it oh, was okay it was actually surprisingly like short there was only like 12 pages or something it really wasn't that much there but the art was cool it did not the look art like the was, game at all 
yeah the art was i looked at that and i was like man the game doesn't look this looks way better than it's the like, game it's just like wait, more wait, disappointed wait a minute this this, <laughs> this is the art the concept art and then this is what we got i, I don't there's some disconnect here somewhere i'm not not seeing <laughs> something's not working <laughs> yeah um but yeah anyway guys if there's a, a few more questions we could take those while you guys if you guys and while you guys are thinking of that um i just want to say thank you for being here again this is an audio podcast uh again we love doing this show we want to get better we thought about doing give me your feedback on this in my discord we thought about doing a clip segment of uh reacting to and showing community clips um so I'll, i guess i'll just put this out there um we'll do this if people submit clips so um in my discord uh buff could potentially set up a room if he wants to um mm -hmm. for this uh in so i'll just say that in buffs or my discord um submit your clips and we'll go through them and uh now they gotta be pretty good because this is a this is a high end program. Okay, we gotta we run a real nice program around here. But yeah, well, if we get enough <laughs> clips um, that we can review and talk about, I think a community clip reaction uh, segment towards the end would be awesome. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to submit clips, that's a segment we thought about trying to do. Again, we want to kind of have more segments and and keep up in the production quality of the show. Um, so. Um, I have a scope channel uh, with clip submissions. So if you got the easiest way is if they're on like YouTube or Twitch clips, um, that's the easiest way we can show them on here. Even if you just upload them to YouTube and make them unlisted. Um, if you're a content creator, of course, we'll shout you out. Um, and um, yeah, so if we want to do a clip segment, I think that might be fun. Mm -hmm. Any questions? Um, uh... I did. I did see a. <clears throat> yeah, that'll be good. I'll, we'll get a channel in my Discord too. We'll call it like a scope, scope clips, something like that. Um, and you guys can submit them there. And then Crash Chat says, um, I did see uh, one question in chat. Justin asking, what are our predictions for the other two weapons for Modern Warfare Season Two? It seems like we're gonna get the uh, Saga Twelve shotgun and the crossbow. But what are the other ones? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't. I don't. I haven't really seen any leaks. I'm hoping. It needs to be more than just a shotgun across because that would be extremely disappointing, especially with the platform system they have going. I think we need need a variety of different weapons. I'd like to see like a whole fleshed out platform at some point. Um, so I really want I can do like my wish list. I, I really want like a new LMG. I think something like a uh, like an RPL 20 or something or and then for a new AR. Uh, I'd really like uh, the spear or like general dynamics bid for the NGSW. I think would be really cool. Let's get one of those six, eight weapons in there. Fun. Crossbow shotgun would make me sad if that's all we get. <laughs> That'd be pretty lame. Yeah. They got to have an AR or an SMG or yeah. something like usable. Yeah. They do for sure. I'd be my, my soul would be crushed if we only got a shotgun and a crossbow, two things I'll never use. I agree. <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna i don't think i can answer that any better than you you know way about way more about um models and stuff <clears throat> than like tactical weapon models than i do so i would just sound stupid i just know about shotguns like let's well, get some, you might let's you get might some, get a shotgun so let's get some more benelli's in there let's get some Beretta's going I would love to see a Remington SB10 10 gauge. Let's get some big bore shotguns in there, huh? There you go. Down yeah, every, everyone would love that. <laughs> more more one shot weapons would be sweet. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
Anything else? I have to, like, my monitored setup is terrible. I have to lean clear over here. I think we're good. I don't see I any more good. questions. Cool. All right, guys. Yeah, that was an awesome show. Thank you guys for being here. Um, that was a lot of viewers for some reason. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Uh, love you guys to death. Um, it is a terrible show. Oh, one more last question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Have you watched the Hoist video? I'm a devotee to his channel. Well, research video game documents. Simple graphics too. Um, no, I haven't seen those. Uh, I will check those out. I like those videos and wish I could do them. Um, I wish I had the patience to sit down and do like a documentary type one with everything. That'd be awesome. I'll check that out. Um, no, I'll look at that. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, thank you so much for being here. Um, can't thank you enough for watching. Uh, let's keep this growing. Uh, not for us, but for you guys. So we can keep getting better and better content and better and better guests. Let's get some segments going. Let's get some clips in here and, uh, just keep the show moving forward. Cause it's a ton of fun. Um, I hope you guys have half as much fun as I do. And uh, hopefully we'll be live next week. Everything goes right. Absolutely. Had a great time. Really good episode. I got super passionate. I love talking Battlefield, man. I love it. So it was a great episode. We talked Battlefield for a long time. <clears throat> love it. Long time. Blast. We'll, we'll keep it going. Um, hopefully we hear some some new news. I'm gonna listen to the uh I'm gonna listen to the <clears throat> next earnings call from EA and see if they say anything. Um if anything's happening. They probably won't, but <laughs> no anyway. alright guys have an awesome night uh, have a great week and we'll uh, see you on the other side peace bye